Blog Talk Radio. Rocking with the best. 
Peace and love, family. This is Brother Rashid. Can you hear me? Let me see. If you're on the Facebook, tell me you hear me or somebody. So what's good? How y'all doing? Red, blue, can you hear me? Text me. Let me know. You can hear me. Let me see. I know you heard that song, though. <laughs> yeah. Culture, power, freedom, equal dice game. Dope in the rice game. Existential fridge, bitch. High dicks in they fixes. Bathroom bumps taking pictures. Look at what she sent you. Look at what she sent you. Yeah, you will never jinx us, you will never rest in peace, chinx us, we run with guards in the rich niggas, never need rides when you fly this high, unarmed prophets always die, I'm from the Clinton Hill side of the star where the niggas born fly, gangsters worship goddesses miss with a fiction, put it in the pot then you twist it, magic in they pussy make you miss them, pillow talk drill with me, baby get the cream with me, remember me, how we snuck up in the industry, now we never in the streets, game is really deep when you standing on your feet, pass on the gatekeepers, keys and the guns and the speakers, brand new old school, newbie and the teachers, guard on flash, spark mine like the reefer, guard body, wordplay, putting spirit in the sin, Clarence 13 again, culture, power, freedom, equal dice game, dope in that rice game, unlock your mind with street test, drive west, liquid, rewind it, you requested foul shit, loud shit, existential French bitch, yeah, Motivation, activation. When I die, bring me back a Haitian. Who do the voodoo that you do? Congo, Baba Lao, algorithms you do. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods and all the goddesses, to the magic, the magicians. Peace and love to all of our listeners in the past, present, and future. Those who knew we would be doing what we do and help facilitate that endeavor. People like Dr. Blair. I was uh, always complaining sometimes about the Internet, but it was a blessing to have a direct message within a relative time frame uh, regarding our elders' uh, transition. And uh, I saw it on a post on Instagram to show you how uh, how meaningful many social interactions and social platforms are to get words out so we can uh, so we can have a collective sense of uh, of mourning. I believe that it is through grief that we worship and we praise the ancestors. Grief transformed into praise offers them the opportunity to jettison themselves out of the bondage of this realm. And I feel from, first of all, let me say this for those who don't know, I'm not arbitrarily just speaking about Dr. Blair. Dr. Blair is a teacher and mentor to me and as well as a friend of mine who, when I had an opportunity to go to the city that I was born in, Chicago, as a lecturer, 
lo and behold, one of the people who I learned from for so many years, I look in the audience and I said, man, this brother looks familiar. I said, this brother looks familiar. I said, man, he looks familiar. Who is this brother? Because I had audio tapes. I couldn't wait to see what all the teachers appeared like and looked like. I saw Dr. Valentine. I saw uh, Black Dot when I was away, but I didn't see everybody else until I had an opportunity to get to the computers and to the streets. So I was listening for years. My favorite tape ever, Dr. Blair, was the a set I had, I still have them, called The Man and the Woman Lecture. And both were filled with immense information regarding the magnetic field, regarding uh, creation, the creative epochs, all of our, you know, our our scientific, you know, nuances that are ignored. Dr. Blair had a cohesive, you know, means by which to put all this stuff together before David Icke and the rest of the white boys were writing about our ancient Sumerian and Babylonian uh, 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 um, uh, backgrounds with the uh, with our serpentine ar- archetypes. Dr. Blair had already had a cohesive under under uh, understanding of the Celestine reality that intermeshes itself with the visitors, those who are visaged as gods in our our present day religions constructs, many of those stories derive from uh, celestial import and Dr. Blair as well as Reverend Valentine and Brother Bobby Hemmett especially those brothers and sisters who were a part of the gathering of the masters um, the Burt Lockett these were people who were ahead of the curve years ago and understood that there was going to be a period much like this where people would have to be uh, facilitated with understanding certain concepts, in particular those concepts dealing with the uh, the celestial realm and its import, especially as we are under the, uh, the, the construct and the confines of uh, Europeans who were augmenting history and changing time and, and making us think we're in uh, periods of dark when we might be in periods of light or we're in periods of enlightenment when we might be in periods of darkness. They knew something was going to happen. It was people who were there to facilitate that. Dr. Blair is one of those initial people to facilitate these conversations. The most important one and one of the most important contributions to him to our community is his focus on the magnetic field. That is the most significant interest of all uh, ancient literature was man's ability to uh, interact with the world peacefully, but not at the expense of him augmenting the magnetic field. Diodes, the phones that I'm actually talking to you on, the extra low frequency waves, radiation waves, all those things have negative effects on our ability to uh, to live efficiently. And Dr. Blair had a coherent understanding of the magnetic field and its effect and power over our behavior. You pull out a telephone around Dr. Blair if you want to without a diode on it, and he's going to back up immediately. Don't have a phone 
and be by the baby, oh, he's going to have a fit. You know, uh, uh, my brother Marvin Bowen, his favorite teachers were, of course, you know, the our our collective favorite trinity of Dr. Blair, Reverend Phil Valentine, Brother Bobby Hammett. And I remember that for 15 years, people in New York may have heard of Dr. Blair. People may have been listening and watching his his VCR tapes. I said it, VCR, not DVDs. I said VCR tapes. The first person to put the information on DVD and make it accessible was Sonetta. Prior to that, the labor of recording and putting this stuff uh, in rotation was a real-time event. If the lecturer had a four-hour, five, six-hour lecture, it took the brothers and sisters who were initially selling the DVDs that long to create one DVD, or excuse me, one VC hard tape. Shout-out to Brother Shabazz. Brother Shabazz is in the forefront. In the in the very beginning, itself, and I think the other brother name is Kamal. These brothers were in the beginning of uh, disseminating the information and making it accessible to the demographic that I represent. Uh, shout out to Brother Shabazz, and these were the brothers who were initially putting the word out themselves in Sonetta, Sister Bert Lockett from the the oral traditions that I have received, she was one of the initial people to see the import of the metaphysical conversation. And mind you, when we brought Dr. Blair, he had not been in New York for 15 years. And the reason being, and I was wondering for years, like, why, why? And I would ask, hey, why haven't people brought Dr. Blair? And the answer was, he was expensive. And I was like, whoa, well, I can imagine with that type of information. Yeah, I can imagine him being expensive. So I'm thinking, what does he want? What does he command? What, ten, fifteen thousand to come and talk? Because that's how much they pay the white boys to come and act like they know cuneiform and act like they know uh, uh, all of these ancient Sumerian and Akkadian incantations, and they go and show us them next to blue-eyed people and say that your ancestors. Are aliens? <laughs> I mean, your your oppressor is an alien, and you you just uh, you just whatever. So I was like that much. No, I said, well, at least well, let's go see how much. My brother Marvin, Marvin was like, it's no to hear Doctor Blair. And at the time, this is what ten years ago, I asked, and I said, how much? And we found out that it was only. $1,500 for this brother to come and speak. I was appalled that for $1,500, he had not been in the city of New York because nobody wanted to pay that. Now, I said, nah, we have to change that paradigm and create a lecture series and a respect and an honor system for these brothers who are teaching. And exponentially, myself, and Brother Marvin, with the help of Red and Blue Pill, KTL, Brother Chris, 
Black Dot, Shabazz, um, all of those brothers from that uh, that era, we were formulating Sonetta. We were formulating a, and streamlining a series. Brother Rich as well, downtown. Uh, Hakeem in Philly, up Noah in Philly. These are b- people who you had to go to and you had to know if you wanted to get, you had to know Ian. You had to know Noah. You got to know these people in Philadelphia. You got to know the, the, the DVD sellers. Uh, I believe one brother's name was Naji out there. You see him rarely. But these brothers were the ones who were disseminating information before the YouTube absorbed it. And you can always tell the import significance of the information based off of the retailer of the information. You can always tell the intelligence quotient of the retailer. If they don't have my stuff, they're not intelligent or they don't interface with me well enough. Or if they don't have Reverend Valentine's stuff or Dr. Blair or Bobby's stuff and have anybody else's stuff and not ours, you're not eating from that authentic tradition that was set forth before I even thought about being a public speaker. So when we brought Dr. Blair, I had met and this opened up a, I had received a crowd that we never had received before. It was a different type of intellect came that day. And out of that crowd, I have had lasting friendships with prominent and significant individuals who were important to the realm of fashion, art, music, industry, because of uh, a class that we did after the lecture, which Dr. Blair, uh, someone asked Dr. Blair, Dr. Blair, can you please explain the reptilians and something and something about the reptilians and everything? Yeah, a while to do that, you might all want to come to my oral reading class. So people, he said, well, if you want me to stay, whether that she already bought my ticket back and forth, you're going to have to facilitate me being here. That day, Dr. Blair accrued the finance to, to facilitate his needs at that time and then also had a $120 class the next day that was um, packed to its capacity a oral reading class, and um, God bless my mother. She was there. She enjoyed it. And Dr. Blair it was, is, is from Chicago, and he is an awesome personality, full of character. He'd stand there and tell the people, he said, now, at the end of the class, you are going to be able to know how to read an aura. He said, if you say to me that you couldn't read the aura, he said, it's money back guarantee. I'm going to give you your money back. He said, but if you tell me that you didn't, I'm going to be able to tell that you're lying because I'm going to read your aura. <laughs> and it was, uh, and everybody was satisfied. He had a room full of people that were satisfied and knew that they could read auras. And it's just an awesome experience to have been around this giant. And I'm going to tell you something. When me and Marvin, I checked the hotel. He had passing his identification, and I swear to God, when I seen the year he was born, that's when I said to myself that life is a meaningful instrument 
if you valued the magnetic field as much as this man did. This man was of strong stature, of prowess of mind, superior, command of information, amazing, um, and very forthwith and to the point, you know? And I appreciate and meaningful ones, especially around the time when I had my daughter. He called and was very making certain that I had diodes everywhere in the house, you know, and very concerned him, himself and vaccinations and everything. So this is like family, and it was very. <laughs> You know, that's one thing we are all ensure. We're all going to make the transit. We're all going to return back to our ancestors to run away from this, forced to embrace it. When people cry and lament about people's death, they're actually dying or crying because they died. They're crying because they're thinking about the person's life and how they endured during life. And what we entail for them, and how many people did they help improve the quality of their life, not at the expense of of other people's misfortune, where he's able to to improve the quality of people's life. So tonight we uh, Dr. Kidd and his work, and uh, I'm just honored to have seen Paul, my brother. Blue Pill telling me that, I, you know, he would like me to come on because he knows, you know, our relationship with Dr. Blair and how important it was for us to be in the cadre of the first young people to see the significance of this great person's work and facilitate the financial endeavors to secure and procure his ability to come and facilitate. Uh, ever since we brought him, he had came multiple times after that after people had saw the import. But what struck me was the reason why I cleave so much to this elder is the fact that he took the time out of his day to come see me speak at the Morris Science Temple with Brother Dawi. Brother, I also who is one of the uh, the most trustworthy custodians of the of the, of the black uh, mind for children, and that's Brother Marcus Klein. And I never had never heard of um there was a Brinsky and I didn't know about this. I didn't know how serious this Obama situation was. Whether Marcus Klein came and gave it up. It was an awesome event. And Dr. Blair came to the situation and enjoyed my life. In fact, that lecture is fire because I was very conscientious that he was there. I was. Some of my lectures, I have a lot of gatekeeping clauses in there. It gets a little ratchet sometimes to keep away the uh, the uh, the dilettantes, you know, the, the dabblers, the people really not interested in their work. They're more interested in the personality. So it was... Uh, 
it was uh, it's a very important period we in, and I always see transition of certain elders as uh, is that yes we have we have missed their present the past have shoes to fill we have work to do and we we were not left undetected by his presence with nothing like so many other people who uh, gather our attention while we await. But when they go, that's will rejoice their their departure, as opposed to those who do the noble work of helping to improve the quality of people's lives based on improving the quality of their minds, making themselves feel good. So when I when I I I first embarked uh, on indulging myself into the language of metaphysics and hope, gather a sense of mental health in one of the most uh, atrocious environments you can ever participate in existing in, which is a uh, unfortunate prison. And uh, I remember at the time where you know. Is to dictate because we being here in, in commemoration of my tenth year being here in the free cipher. I'm writing uh, an awesome book. I was going to stop at 150 pages. I'm already at 54,000 words. I haven't even set all of the photos into the words. And I have more in me. It's crazy how many treatises flow out of the mind of the studious, those who are seeking the mystery, seeking to be enlightened by the mystery. Now, the uh, the nature of metaphysics is to give a direction to one's thoughts by way of utilizing words that occupy the space in between the visible world. We already know the words to describe the physical world, but what are the other words that we use to describe the space in between things? Usually people use numbers. Calculate, and they say, well, how, where are you? I'm about 15 minutes away. People take, they give you time, space, dimensions. They use the available, you know? Facts. You know? And when they do that, what they do is they create the perceptual envelope for the volume of understanding to be established. You create a palace or a home for all of us when you create a build. This is why men build. When they say, yo, I'm, I'm building with the gods, are they building yeah. an edifice? No, they're building a, a temple not made by human hands. And that 
is actually an act of divination. Anytime you gather with your brothers, you are performing magic when you are in peaceful accord with one another. This is something that's in the the Hebrew biblical context. I have a whole new revision of the Bible. I had to stop this book to start my next endeavor, which is uh, uh, a retranslation of the Bible. And I had to address and, and go to the work of Dr. Blair concerning the magnetic field. The, mm. the Bible is nothing but a book about magic, right? Fact. The, Fact. the 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 book it's a, it's the whole a, book a grimoire from yes it is and the whole book gives us uh, instructions when they tell us somebody was doing something they're telling you to do it you see and I learned how the living tradition of Mali is still in the Bible the living tradition of uh, of the Akan is still in the Bible the living tradition of Kim is still in the Bible, and our ancestors from Sumeria and Babylon. And let me tell you something. One of the greatest tricks the devil ever pulled on us is to make us think that we ain't Sumerians, you know? Mm. Sir Henry Rawlinson, when they were pickaxing the the the, the remains of, of, of Mesopotamian uh, uh, society, the first word came out of his mouth was Kush. He identified those people as Kushites, and that word is still inside the phonetic fingerprinting of the Bible. The colonizer changed their name to Chaldeans, and the the actual the the God that you call in the sun inside the Bible is really another God named Shemesh. That has to deal with all of the celestial bodies in a certain quadrant of the sky. Now, the sun, the sun that they're really talking about, the sun they're really talking about is, his name is Ra. But they changed his name to Terra in the book. And then the other word for the great gods is Asar. But they made his name become a sheep or a slaughtered beast in the text, according to the Akkadians' understanding of Babylonian culture and writing down what parts that they could understand. So when they say to you, hey, you got a white liver, man, you know, you say that to the girl, she horny, or they say she got a white liver. She's been doing it since she was young, you know. What that was, that we inherited that that term from the Babylonian, the Sumerian culture, who equated your liver with the planet Jupiter because Jupiter, the largest body to them, was the largest body in your body, which is your liver. Mm. So this is all in the book. I describe all of the nuances that created it so that Blackness became evil, and this is all dealing with the magnetic field. So what is your liver there for, red? It's to do what to your red? To clean. It's to process your blood, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. So why is blood red? <laughs> <laughs> it would take a nigga to go to... 
molecular physics, to put it in the math for the devil in the details, but it's only this. Red is the color that the substance that blood is composed of, it would not retain or pull blood, pull the that stream of the seven wave bands into itself. So the remaining mm. cover of it is red. So right. what is the opposite of red? Blue. Green is the opposite of red. They vibrate off of each other. And when you indulge in green, forage green, you clean red. This is one of the ancient methods of telling the nature of a thing by looking at the color of it. The ancients knew that if my blood is red, that means that green is what facilitates its existence and why and blood is the same shit. So Florida. We had that all in Listen, now, what is the 44th word in the Bible? The 44th, 44th word in the Bible is koshek. It means black. Now, mm. black is a post-process of magic. It means the magic is working. How many times you've been around, and we've been, we spiritual, y'all, what, you nigga? Niggas, we from the West Indies and everywhere. We got culture everywhere. We know everybody, right? Dang. How many times oh. you done been to Mama's house and she got the candle and she worried about it because of what color is it? You better be careful out there when you go out there because my candle, my mama will call me, God bless yep. her, from New York and say, Ahmed, you better be careful. My candle in there is burning black. She ain't being yep. racist when she tell me her white candle is burning black and it's bad. You think she's saying that the candle bad or niggas are bad? No. This is what happened linguistically when Akkadians took Babylonian uh, uh, versions of commissioned uh, diatribes and hymns that the proof of the pudding is the burning process. This is why the genius of science is inclusive in your ability to bake bread. When they say you ain't shit if you can't make bread, that is the old Babylonian and commission concept because bread is your day's wage. Bread right. is equated. To, it's because of bread that they actually set the tone for how much your nickels, quarters, and dimes is going to equal out inside of a dollar. It's based off of the day's wage of bread. The word bread. dinner comes from the word dinar, meaning money. Oh. Money, right. you eat like that. So now how was the ancients able to harness the sun and 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 superimpose the very seeds? Particulate matter comes from the sun. Particulate matter in the magnetic field becomes seedlings. My mother used to tell me that black-eyed peas, Niggas eat black eyed peas on New Year's because black eyed peas is from the Sirius star system. She says she got that from y'all mother's friend, uh, um, dog. What's his name? Sirius, Mo Sirius. You heard? Mo, Who was Mo talking God. about Mo Sirius? Mo dog. Mo God. Right? Who, Can I open Mo up God. the um the good doctor's line while we building? Hell yeah! I'm about to be quiet. If Reverend, Reverend Phil Valentine come on, I don't got nothing to say. I just want to listen. Now nah, I need you to Go keep ahead. going in, man. Call up from the six four six two two zero. Peace and welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Hotep, my sons, my sons, my shining sons. How y'all doing? We all tap, all tap, all tap. We are doing great. All is yeah. well. Hey, hey, before we continue, I want to add on to the bill that you were saying earlier about the cipher 
what I wanted to say is when I was studying technology, it showed me that the form of technology, one of the greater forms of what we know as physical technology, such as your smartphone, um, augmented reality, the Oculus Rift, virtual reality, uh, all of the things with technology that people are enamored about, the technology that precedes that is mental technology because it all starts in the build first. It all starts in the cipher, in the, in the mental realms. Nothing creates itself. So when we come together and when we build in like this family, this is a form of high technology, of the highest forms of technology. This is mental. So let's continue, please. Right there. The guest joy. So now the the nature of the particulate matter, and I get this from uh, Reverend Valentine, especially with his, uh, his, his specifics on light code transmissions, particulate matter, comes directly from the sun and it accumulates in our magnetic field and becomes what is called, when you hear uh, the term semolina and you hear that term, you hear the term semen, which is an ancient term for seed, which is the same thing for the seed of sperm. So the ancient psychology was that the sperm is the same as the seeds of, of, of planting in the soil that come from the sun. So semolina is created when you thresh, and listen to me clearly, thresh grain. When you hear the word threshing grains, it takes you. It should take you to Mali, to the preparation of the pulse seed, where the granary is designed, and the granary design is what establishes and creates King Solomon's Temple. King Solomon's Temple comes from the people of Mali and those people who make granaries or make smelting for copper. So the design of it is according to a celestial import. So now when you thresh the grain or you crush the grain of, of, of the seeds, you can create the millet that they can create bread with. So now you can't say bread in Hebrew unless you use the word kim in it. The word for bread in Hebrew is lakim, okay? The reason why you have words like luck, good luck, they telling you, nigga, good bread. And they're saying your money comes from your burning. So now niggas think Abraham Lincoln is on a penny looking the other way because he freed slaves. I'm not a slave. No such thing as slaves. Slaves, everybody has slaves. You niggas still got slaves. You still a slave to something. You can enslave something. Slavery is not the worst thing that happened to you niggas. The worst thing that happened to you is you don't have connection to your ancient psychology through the bridge work of the narrative of Hebrew and other languages connected to it to understand that Abraham Lincoln is on a penny because, nigga, the penny, the penny exalts the sun through the transmission of heat. Zinc is inside of the other metals of the other coins, and they point the other way of the magnetic field. Zinc is what they use in sun blocker. That's why you get white. When you put sun blocker on, you get white. That's the zinc oxide. So you got zinc in the other money. It's not charged, and it's only 40 cents. Now, the one cent, right, that looks the other way is the magnetic field. You hold your hand, you hold your pennies in your hand, and you look to the east. You hold your coins in your hand, and you look to the east, and you look which way Abraham Lincoln looked, and you look which way the other presidents look, and then you'll understand why the pillars on the porch are on the north and the south, and why 
If you're right-handed and you're fighting right-handed, they call you a southpaw because it means you're looking to the east. So you can't have magic unless you have pillars and you have directional orientation to the Kedesh. And this is the importance of Dr. Blair speaking about ELS waves and and uh, of what are these diodes and Reverend Valentine speaking about magnetic fields and Bobby's emphasis on possession and people summoning deities, Azazel's uh, 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 chaotic magic work, uh, Black Dot's work speaking about the rhythm of the cosmos flowing through hip-hop's messianic message. All of this stuff is talking about magic. We have no religion. We have no religion. We have no religion. We are magicians. We are magicians. Don't forget so True are, Master. Oh, True Master is a legend who I spoke Don't to. Don't forget Obah. Obah, I spoke to Obah yesterday. Obah is one of, Obah is in the book. Obah gave me so much science. Bob. Let me tell you something. Can, can you tell the people how the brother True Master used his Moorish science to defeat the, uh, to slay the dragon and gain, you know, and, and, and do what he did? Well, I'm going to tell you, he he took the walk of a scorpion. You know, it's yeah. a, that's a, that's a, you know, a lot of people, cop out artists, they would have been home and, and would have been in dishonor. The brother was, the brother, I saw it. I saw the brother facilitate. I seen him tame the devil and he wasn't in there acting crazy and using a bunch of phrases and clauses out of no, um, out of no holy Korans or nothing. He was in there giving it up with that legalese. And with the honor and dishonor, you heard. And he was training the devil. I went to court one day, and the God was like, his stomach hurt. He ain't coming to court today. You heard? I was like, yes, yep. that's how you do that. You, that's how you do that. We on my time, because you got me in this bitch. I ain't got you in jail. You got me in jail. So, yeah, the brother did that. But it's good. Let him tell his own story, because he has an amazing well, one outside of that, about that journey, you know. And it ties Indeed. right into to, to intellectual properties and the nature of the beast concerning the music industry catalog concerning Old Dirty Bastard. Old Dirty Bastard is a deity. You heard a deity of the of the of of the illest sense. All hip hop artists, all of them are magicians. Some are good magic and some are bad. But anytime you incantate, you are doing what is called the Ikrabu prayers. These prayers come from Sumer. They come from Kim, but they funneled into Sumer. The Akkadians wrote them down, and then they became those commands in the Bible that you hear them saying that God says that he will He will do this and destroy them, Narabus, where he will kill 17,000 people in one day and destroy their cities. These are magicians of old, Africans in Mesopotamia, saying, listen, let's just annihilate these motherfuckers and say that this energy is the one that called me to do it. You heard the whole, the reason why the first word in the Bible is Barashith, because it is a magical process that comes from Baratu. That's the name of it that the Babylonians refer to as invocations. And it comes from a system called extispacy. Extispacy is when you ritualize and you cut open the entrails of an animal and you read its entrails. A dark liver 
was considered an evil omen, and this is why black people are evil in all of the psychology and the narratives of the world, because they've equated us with the color of the liver as it equates to Jupiter placement. If you see a black cat or a nigger now, it means that your Jupiter is out of whack. And to the white male psychology, it means that he might not get no pussy, you heard? So when you go to the white liver and the black one, you see? So when you look at that movie Concussion, why did Will Smith not want to perform cor the coroner duty of cutting open people with old tools? He insisted on using new tools each time because he said that the African mind, this is how he thinks. Africans, Nigerians, the smartest niggas on the planet, says that, would you like me to perform an autopsy on your mother? with the same tools that I do on a serial killer. Now, when you think of it that way, what they going to do when you die? They're going to be cutting you open and performing. Uh, that's where the coronary and all that stuff, coronary and all that stuff, they got that stuff from magical practices of divination, you see? That was the first thing. And then the Romans were disgusting. That's why Hannibal killed himself and with poison because he knew what them practices was going to do to his body while he was alive. They would they would do every time they go on campaigns they kill something they kill something before they get across the water they kill something at the gate they kill something leaving they that, that that's all they do and Asar is in the book as a sheep called a seer because the Babylonians when you get to Akkadian you can't understand the Babylonians understanding of commission dialogues concerning the cannibal hymns where in these hymns they equated what you remember. Mama used to say when she was when she was in her realm, she used to be like this: If somebody violate my mom's, my mom's will go and do a food magic on you. She'll go get four chicken wings and a motherfucking can of pineapple soda. And everybody that know me from around my way, she'd be like this. Everybody know this. They'd be like, "Yo, mom's is bugged out," but I went to the store for her. She said, "Somebody's fucking with it, boy." And, and then my man Dana said, "Man, I did that shit the other day. This bitch was getting on my nerves. I ate four chicken wings on that bitch." Right now, the 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 semantics involved of you equating this is a triparatic quantum mechanical aspect of metaphysics that if you posit something create the circumstance for you to tackle or or deal with it the natural clause you'll have a third party that'll be a destiny so people's minds are consistently trying to find stasis by way of controlling the circumstances surrounding their life so why do you think the ancients used the word kai or the ka in the hebrew is kai but it's the ka it means the vital energy. You can't bring nothing into existence unless your vital energy. They, see, that they saying don't be spreading your seed because it has an effect on your word. If you disseminate your word without vitality, the word has no meaning. Don't bounce back with the reciprocal value. In the in the in the uh, text, there are words to describe the outcome of magic. In those words have the sound Kim or burning in Boston it or sun in Boston it. The word curse is ara like ara. You hear me? Hello? Yes sir. Yes. Ara. I hear that. <laughs> okay, okay. 
Okay, okay, okay. So now, it's and, and it's and not now like the Jamaicans. The Jamaicans go in like that too with the ra. Yes. Now, now, why does now why does uh why Oba is the one told me now the word for curse is ore in in the language of Ifa. You heard? So there's no distinct. There's no and this is because of the 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 the, the northern Africa is literate and can write and had the need to want to transcribe. But uh, Central and Southern Africa, they didn't require, they had such a, a, a social system where the, they are the living book. They have traditions. So when you see the Bible, the Bible is nothing but everybody's raps of the day who had all memorized their raps. So me and you, we, we 40. I'm 41, you 40. We could meet up, and me and you were singing Lottie Dottie around to, um, the young gods. You heard? And we like this. Lottie Dottie, we like the party. We don't cause trouble. We don't bother nobody. We are, they they don't know nothing about that. They're like, what the yeah, hell is he talking about? Talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think this happens in ancient literature? When I'm reading and going over all of the literature and I want to go look for the instances of pillars in every single culture, it's always in a braggadocio context where a man is saying that I made these pillars so my daddy could come back in this world as an intercessor for me when he dies and goes back to Sopit or Sopidet. The word means invocation in the Babylonian and the Akkadian. So every that's why Dua is when you raise your hand in the Ikrabu prayers of what of the Babylonian. And, uh, uh, this is why Prophet Muhammad was told by angel to Ikra, Ikra, read. It's the Ikra prayer it means those who raise their hands in the position of the Ka and look to the Kodesh and ask the universe for things. But at night, they do the ritual. At night, they call upon the, le- the Layla. And this is where you get the crackers running around with Lilith over one this picture of this whole you know, naked hole with wings and shit. And everybody's like, oh, that's the goddess Lilith. That's a letter narration of a translator equating an image or visage with an old Babylonian and African deity. So we, you sitting there watching the exorcist and you rooting for the crackers, but it's an African spirit in the little white girl. You heard? His name is Pazuzu. You heard? You see? Yeah. You see? And Pazuzu is from Nigeria. Hello? You don't have nothing to do with no crackers. So, so yeah, they had to demonize. And the year that the exorcist came out, the Pope of the time said, we must explore demonology, for it is the root of our religion. You heard? So the root of all religions is the ability to summon forth from the available uh, forces surrounding you and the vitality to enhance your ka through the consumptions of the stellar seed, whoever prepares it. Now, the magician, he's the one who augments the planets. How can I manipulate the planets? The Africans and all of them already knew how to do it. And when I said this years ago, I remember Ra'aku called in and was like, Lord, you got to explain that, Lord. He was like, what the hell are you talking about? Shout out to Ra'aku. That's the legend. He said, yeah, I remember that. I was driving in the car on Broadway. And I said that, he, he called, and they said, open up for line so-and-so. He want to ask you a question. And I was like, I had to explain, what well, this is how we augmented. We augmented magically by manipulating metals. 
And this is the reason why your penny is the most valuable piece of currency that you own on the planet. The only thing that's worth anything is the penny. The other shit is whack. You heard? And it's the penny from 1982. You heard? And, and before. Not the pennies after. You understand? Right. There are people right now who don't have to work no more. They collect pennies from before yeah. 1982. They have Shout some, out to Azil. Yeah. Yeah. Pennies, bro. Yeah. None of that. Dr. Valentine. Yes, sir. Peace, Elder. Peace. Peace, family. Okay. Um, so, we are here. We are gathered. This evening, you know, first and foremost, to pay homage to our esteemed elder, Dr. Delbert Blair. Um, we felt that it was most most appropriate, you know, to bring you forward and let you have a word, set the tone, speak about this brother's importance in regards to what it is that he brought forward in the community. You have known him longer than we have. So, um, indeed, definitely wanted to hear your well, thoughts. I give I give props to you know the elders and the brother elder brothers who came <clears throat> to this realm before me and found the path of the hidden light and walked it, talked it, you know, did all the things necessary. Everybody can't be perfect on the path. The idea of the path is to be imperfect so that you strive for perfection and understand the process. So, you know, we're all on that. And I met him through uh, another sister that had gone, has gone before us, Sister Hatshepsut, who was one of the pioneers in um, actually um, chronicling the growth of what became the conscious community, not just the conscious community on the side of, you know, dealing with our historicity, which is my elders did in the form of Dr. Clark, Dr. Ben, Dr. C.M. James, and so forth. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the metaphysics and dealing with the mystery system, what they call the my story system. And that he... Uh, we dealt with the conscious community on the right brain side, so to speak, if you wanted to get technical about it. And uh, we we began talking about not just where we came from, not just what we did to build pyramids and start writing, all the magic that we did and the miracles we did, but not just talking about that, and dealing with all of the conquests we had and so forth. But what was the metal? What was the essence of the people that gave them the inspiration, that inspired them to build a pyramid, to come into the knowledge, to uh, grow themselves spiritually as human beings? Uh, What was that germ, that seed? And we wanted to explore that. And, of course, our elders said, you know, we're not going to be kind of focusing in on that. It was 
kind of a distraction right now. We want to just get our people to know all of the lies that were coming about us and so forth. So um, Delbert was doing his thing in Chicago uh, while Bobby was doing his thing in Atlanta. Uh, Brother Jamal was doing his thing in California. I was doing my thing in New York. And something was starting, something that connected us. We didn't meet each other. We didn't know each other at the time. We were all doing things in our respective spaces. And then with Sister Hatshepsut, Sister Burke Lockett, her name was, she asked me one day if I would go down to or come with her to Dr. or Reverend Daughtry's church on Atlantic Avenue because she was bringing in a brother from out of Chicago who pretty much did and said and taught what I was teaching. And I said, well, that would be interesting because um, the only thing I, the only person that I was familiar with at the time doing metaphysics was Eric Butterworth. And uh, also one of my uh, elders in metaphysics was Brother Kanya Rashawn McGee, who was Kanya Kakumba. And, of course, uh, Dr. Moore, Dr. John E. Moore, and uh, a few other brothers that were there at the uh, store there on the corner of 125th Street and Lenox Avenue, Tree of Life. Uh, So she brought him into town, and I opened up with... uh, you know, the story and the things about green men and so forth. And that got people all upset. And uh, that was my first introduction to Dr. Blair. And uh, from that point forward, uh, we shared a podium a couple of times. He was there with me in Atlanta when we did we did a resurrection of the Gathering of the Masters. And uh, the second resurrection of the Gavin New Masters in 2002. Uh, and the last time I got a chance to see him was in Detroit. We kind of crossed one another in the hotel room. He was just leaving from doing a lecture there, and I was just arriving. Uh, we spoke briefly about how, you know, how things were at that time. And then after that, I haven't seen him since. The last time I talk, spoke with him or a representative of his uh, meta center was when he had fallen ill and I called to offer my services. And um, at that point, I was, uh, you know, they politely declined and uh, he was uh, in the hospital at that time or he had gone through some kind of challenge with his health. And uh, I didn't hear anything else from him. I heard that he gotten back up on his feet. Last time I really, the real last time that I had seen him was when we did the uh, the program with Brother King Simon. Um, and we didn't get a chance to speak. The reason why I'm speaking like this, saying this, is because we didn't really get a chance to interface with one another like we did when we were in Detroit. Um, but the very last time that he and I uh, shared the podium together was at the um, extraterrestrial uh, conference that was held there in New York. And uh, I just, I feel like 
something is missing when you can't hear of Dr. Blair coming or to your speak or to your town or being it just seems like there's a there's a void that has been created. Uh for a little while there it was Dr. Delbert Blair, myself and Bobby were kind of the three horsemen that was actually pushing metaphysics, making metaphysics, which was a science of the, of, of the mind, not just running, you know, your, spinning your wheels, um, trying to get people to, you know, deal with hocus pocus as we were accused of. Metaphysics to me was a way of analyzing our condition before we moved out there and just dealt with emotional reactions. <clears throat> it was a way of us using the mind because that was the battlefield that we were losing in. We were losing on that battlefield. The reason why is because in the art of war, it was about tactics, but it was also about psychology. And what I saw was that we did not have the proper psychology to field a proper revolution. And a lot of my elders at the time uh, did not appreciate, at least in my corner of activity, me speaking about this because they said it was wasting the time. And we had to be in the streets. We had to get proactive. I said, well, I did my proactive in the street thing. And after it died back, everybody really wasn't doing anything. It was just like everybody busting nothing and going to sleep. So I said that we had to get together and build what I call the dark matter think tank. And that is that every time this beast moves against us, every time the devil moves, he has a think tank that comes out with strategy. We don't have a strategy. We don't have strategizers. So when I spoke with Bobby and Bobby and myself, and I began introducing Bobby up into New York and bringing Bobby into New York, because of people like uh, Hatshepsut and Sister and uh, Sister Uma, uh, Sister o, um, um, Umu uh, down in Atlanta, who had um, the store down there the tapes, uh, we weren't. We would not have really risen to the place of notoriety, or at least where people would get to know us, because these were the chroniclers, these were the scribes that were taking down everything we said in digital print, in, in, in VHS. They were taking down the gatherings of the masters for the seven years that we were there. They were following us around and putting up those cameras, knowing what it is or feeling that what we were saying had merit. So I give shout out to all the people back in the day when they just damn they had one of those Hollywood crankers that looked like he was trying to stir some butter to try to get things uh, on tape so that they could sell it and get the people that knowledge. And Bobby, Delbert, and myself, um, I felt kind of were the, the old gray grandfathers that actually started the kind of interest in this type of science. And because we were so vehement and adamant about what we were doing and what we were trying to bring back to the people in the form of the kind of sciences that our ancestors had. We were trying to bring back and wake up the mindset that created pyramids, the mindset that created um, uh, civilization, the mindset that created writing, that created 
uh, astral travel that created the sciences that everybody now is taking for granted. We didn't have that mindset. We were just pretty much focused on what we did, which is just looking at the effects of what we did, which we do appreciate our elder brothers before us, tipping us to the fact that we weren't just niggas and slaves and just, you know, you know, shuffling along and, you know, trying to get out of chains and starting up our whole reality with Kunta Kente. And that wasn't it. We, yeah, that's why I give all blessings to those who came before me to teach us about that. That was the soil that was being tilled. <clears throat> then now the seed had to be planted in that soil. And that was to find you. And they kept talking about who you were as a king. And, and you didn't think like a king. If they keep telling you that you were the greatest scientist that the world has ever been given and you can't think like a scientist and you can't solve your problem like a scientist and you can't see the beauty that you were, then why bother? So I, I wanted to deal with the mind because the mind is that field of operation. That is the where they prosecute the war. And so I give all props and praises to Brother Delbert Blair for being one of the initiators, one of the vanguard, uh, <clears throat> the vanguard soldiers who took the time to sit down and to relate to people, to articulate to people for the purpose of uplifting people in a whole other way other than a preacher yelling and screaming and trying to raise your, your kundalini temporarily. Um, he took it there to an intellectual level, and uh, he'll be emblazoned uh, in the annals, at least where I'm concerned, in the annals of the ancestors. And I think that the realm of the ancestors are all the better for it, now that he's there. Indeed. 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 And for the foundational aspect of what you're speaking on, you know, what was left and what was laid, what do you see it going further? You know, what's, what's the vision for the future in your eyes that you see in regards to this information? Well, information, as we teach at our school, is nothing but static. Um, it's entropic. It just sits there. Information don't mean a damn thing. Proactive information becomes knowledge, which means that information must be applied. It must be churned. It must be uh, molded and kneaded. And uh, as with uh, my son, uh, AA, he said about the bread, and that is metaphorically, you know, a... Uh, a very good way of sharing what knowledge has to be. Knowledge is that dough that must be needed, and the bread becomes. I mean, uh, information is uh, and knowledge is, is is what is needed, and then when the bread is made, that becomes the uh, the participation in the wisdom, uh, because all that went into the making of the bread is the energy that was put into that. So, information is static knowledge is proactive information and then the assessment of knowledge the workings of knowledge uh the the analysis uh, after the application of knowledge brings wisdom uh, 
And then, of course, as you live in wisdom and you apply wisdom to others, you come into enlightenment. So there are stages to information, from information to knowledge, knowledge to wisdom, wisdom to enlightenment. And so I see at this point so much knowledge going out there, but just as spoken in the Bible about uh, the chaff and the wheat, I don't care what it is that everybody's out there saying and trying to snatch the podium. Only a few will actually have young brothers and like cells coming up. Only a few will share that 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 magic that then opens up the hearts of people. There are people who want to be stimulated, people who want to be jerked off. They want somebody to grab their pineal and jerk it off and masturbate it for them because they want to be fascinated by knowledge. That's when knowledge becomes a drug. But there are very few who will then listen to the teachers and then see it begin to be applied based on their teachings into that life that they are actually projecting for themselves and sharing with others. And at the school that we teach, we teach the people to become involved in applied metaphysics. Metaphysics is very nice to listen to and to be fascinated by when it's opening up a mind. But when you are applying the principles of metaphysics, which is the analysis of cause versus a viewing and a participant in effects, that's all we're dealing with. We're showing what is behind the effectual plane because we're only dealing with what we see as descriptions of surfaces. And everything is a description of a surface. Everything that we have in our language is nothing but descriptions of surfaces. Very few people give you the key to understand and understand the language of cause, which is dealing with the definition of essences. And when you deal with the definition of essences, as Brother A.A. said, you then deal in the realm of magic because it is through the word and the animation of the word through your voice and through the intonation of your voice that you cause the four elements, the fire, air, water, and earth, which is essentially the W-O-R-D. You are causing these particular elementals to no longer be just conscious as themselves, but through your word to become conscious of themselves. And that's when you begin to project magic. That's when you change your reality. And so in our school, what we're teaching people to do, watch your thoughts because they no longer belong to you. You think they do, but even the greatest of the metaphysicians keep finding themselves falling back into some of those thoughts that keep them or had them at one time. Not or We've been in such many chains around our, around our minds that we don't even see the, in, the indentation or the rash that was created by those mental chains. They're still there. And every now and then we may look in the mirror or we may look into our own minds and see the scars. So we do have that, like just like any other junkie. If you're an alcoholic and you went, you went through your, your, your 10-step program, your 12-step program, it don't mean a damn thing because you're still an alcoholic. But if you're going through the resurrection process and you're getting yourself decommissioned or you are deprogramming yourself, don't think you can't be back into that program very easily because your right. body already has that signature there. Well, this is what we're teaching people. 
to understand how to analyze their thoughts by becoming very friendly and very knowledgeable of the observer that is looking at everything. The observer is a clean slate. It ain't got nothing to do with nothing. It's just there to observe. It's your thought process that makes you believe that your observer is a thought process. It isn't. You come into the knowledge of your observer. You understand and see that your thoughts are separate from you and can be compromised. Hmm. So, you know, let me ask you, with this level of information and the fact that, you know, we best describe it as a craft or someone like a priesthood, you know, and I know that when we had these functions and there was a lot more of an intimate setting, there was a lot of, you know, instructional um, facilitating going on in terms of if a teacher had a student, you know, you pretty much took your time. It's not really something that people can read books and just get off of the cuff. But now in the YouTube era, when there's so much access to this level of information and people seem to be running amok with it, you know, when we initially spoke, you said when metaphysics first came about, it was somewhat underground, and then there were signals probably from the universe by way of different things that would happen in society that would suggest that maybe it was time for metaphysics to come above ground now, okay? But now that it's above ground and the instruction or the instructor's are not that plentiful, is it dangerous for people to be playing with these concepts without proper instruction? Is this why you have your institution in place? Indeed. Indeed. It's a very good analysis of it. What I am saying is that it, it they they used or those who built the YouTube knew what was the knew what they were doing. They were actually following in the footsteps of the protocols dealing with the choice they made between Brave New World and the 1984. The concept of 1984 was to shut down all knowledge, burn all books, make sure you could not get to it, and take all knowledge off. But then that would have definitely inspired them to come after the the elite, the 1% parasitic elite. So instead what they did was to flood the market with the knowledge so that everybody comes confused and it'll be like the Tower of Babel, everybody speaking another language. That's why the debating was such that they didn't do anything for us. Most people thought it was something that really, oh, we were out there really pushing it. But, you know, if, if, it, if it satisfied people for a while, then fine. But what it did, it distracted from the quiet place that such knowledge had to be assimilated in. It had us looking in a diverse and dichotomous way at the knowledge. You took your time to assimilate one thing, and then you dealt with that. I'm not saying that the debates that they put up, with, like with Dr. Clark and so forth, against uh, those Jews, uh, I'm not speaking about that. That's them going up against the enemy. But when we're going up against ourselves, we create schisms, psychological schisms that most people don't understand actually right. have a deep-seated effect on your subconscious. And that's why metaphysicians and metaphysically I was against debating um, error that uh, that actually was initiated over the past few years because I saw what it would do based on the fact that I dealt with cause rather than effects. 
and most people were dealing with the immediate type of effects the way a drug would give you a, a rush. Of course, you get a rush from a drug. It's a stimulant. It's killing you. It's slowly taking you under, making you feel that you're high and you're stronger and so forth, but it's sapping the strength that would keep you on a specific level called health. But anyway, that being the case and that having been uh, kind of quieted down now, the essence of what it is that is out there now is confusion. And there's only a few of I've seen young brothers that are taking the science and they're actually micromanaging it in such a way that they're making it their own uh, task, their own mission to hone in on one type of subject matter. I had the, the choice to and the privilege to sit down for hours on end for three years and go through 3,500 books because I learned how to speed read. And I learned how to digest information because reading was all we had. We had no computers and nothing. We had to go to libraries. We had to go and fish from different states to see. Go to, I had to go down in different um, secret societies, the Rosicrucians, the Theosophists. I was in yeah, there a lot. I remember we had to go to the Lucius Fund and all of them. You had to, mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. were missions. This was about. like National Treasury. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was a movie. Indeed. It, it kept all our stuff. And I remember that this was something that they were saying that they, you know, the European man was just holding our stuff for us till we come back and get it. Mm-hmm. So when I was down there, I was the only little brown boy down in the, in the Theosophy basement where they had some box books down there smelt like old Europe. But I was in there digging with that. And then over there at Wiser's bookstore, when they had the sales, I used to take all my money that I had and go down there and just snatch up all the books. And then they'd open up a place where there was a glass door that they kept hermetically sealed because these books were so old. I was buying them all. And this is the kind of thing, because when you're reading, as opposed to looking at film or looking at pictures, you are more in an active, proactive mode. Because when you're reading, your mind is assimilating on a whole other level. But when you're looking at pictures being broadcast, you're going through a subconscious programming that essentially completely abates your ability to interactively proact with the information. And that's what happens. You become the voice of the writer of the the literature. And then you now become that literature through that. It was a magic to read. And so that that is itself quieted you down. You see, it did not, it did not just make you a part of an audience that you had to get into kind of a mob mentality, either you're for or against and so forth. No, Uh when you're reading, you're in that space, and that space belongs to you and the words that are being, uh, 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 I guess, it's it's like a meal. You know, your meal is a personal thing between you and your body. That's That's the way knowledge was to me and the way information was digested to me in order for it to come out as the energy in my body and in my mind is knowledge and wisdom later on after I applied it. So, yeah, it's all out there now, and it's for the good and the bad, and it'll settle down just like you stir up the, 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 the mud under, you know, the pond. It's going to be cloudy for a little while, but then, of course, it's going to settle. And in that very swamp, you're going to start finding all those beautiful treasures that are going to be there, and they're going to be keepers of the treasures. They're going to be keepers of the treasures that are going to be able 
to articulate everything that the ancients said. And you think that me and the people that brought in me, Bobby or Delbert, really opened something up? Somewhere down the line, it's going to be skipping a generation. You're going to see these brothers and sisters coming up with some metaphysical sciences that's going to blow your mind. Well, of course, you see AA over here dropping the sciences and the gold and the jewels. And then from him and everything coming and budding from that, the fruits of this thing is going to be mad. It's going to, you're going to see magic actually really happening, coming out of younger and younger children. They ain't going to be speaking this nonsense anymore. Hip-hop will come up with a whole new vibration, and, they, and it's going to sell. Metaphysics and hip-hop will sell. I predict that because the children that we are breeding for today are going to be oh, yeah. in the metaphysical no, nah, they're ready. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're ready. They're ready. They're resonating with this information. They were raised off of Disney and Nickelodeon, so they've been introduced to a westernized form of magic at an early age, all of them. So mm-hmm. they are, and this is the import that I'm getting when I'm seeing them, is that they've had many things happen throughout their lives that they consider phenomena that they can't explain. They don't have the language for it yet, you know, and they thank us for the videos and everything that we're doing to impart to them a level of identity where they feel confident enough to be themselves. But they do have the gifts, and they are looking for ways to facilitate them as well. So metaphysics as a, yes. You better give it to them. Because this generation is not going to be playing. They're coming back to set things right. And it's going to be either, and there are going to be a few that get captured and their minds are going to be turned. And they're going to be out there putting up a lot of crap. And they're the ones that they're going to have put the money behind. But today the children are not being fooled. I get five, ten, sometimes twenty uh, hits on my, on my, um, uh, on my Facebook page per week. And sometimes about ten calls a day about people who said that they've awakened and that they want to know. And now that I used to be Christian, I used to be religious. I want to now be spiritual and I want to understand the God that I know and the one that I will name for myself, not somebody else going to name for me. Yeah. And so yes, there is an awakening. It is a quickening. Aspect. So, um, Hey, Rashid. Yeah. There's a conversation prevailing in, in the quote-unquote community now. It's, to me, it's like reminiscent of the flat earth theory where some people are saying that spirituality is not an African concept. Um, oh, well, let me tell you something. Uh, Brother Valentine taught me the word spirit means spiritu. It comes from the Latin, and it means the breath. So whoever says that the breath doesn't exist, they are, um, they, 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 see, this is what's happening, and I've seen it, and I saw it. I feel that the last people who have any information are the people who have been authenticated by the triparachate three of uh, Reverend Valentine, Dr. Blair, and Bobby Hemmett. People outside of that are Johnny-come-lately dilettantes who don't know how to study. I have personal relationships with the triparatic. I went to a bookstore with Bobby Hemmett. Bobby Hemmett has a command of publishers, the books. He can go to pages in a book inside of a... We went to Strand Bookstore in New York, and he taught me how to study a method of his. 
He taught me how Reverend Valentine was talking about Wiser Bookstore. If you see a book that has Wiser Publishing on the binding and the book is from the 80s or 70s, you have to buy it if it's your last money because you never know what's going to happen today or tomorrow. They cut this electricity off. You're going to need a medical book. You're going to need a magic book. And you're going to need a book on how to eat, okay? And mm-hmm. people think you're you going to be trying to Google what's the next step, you heard, after disaster. <laughs> but it's going to be the people with the books and the people with the mm-hmm. active memory who have traditions mm-hmm. on how to cure. So it, it, the Hafiz who memorized the whole Quran, he knows how to use garlic and honey to solve any disease because it's in his book. Mm-hmm. He can monitor the mm-hmm. bee. He can monitor the star Sirius. And he knows Sirius is 49.9 years uh, in trajectory because he goes to Surah 49, verse 9, and it speaks about it. So with your religion, spirituality is crouched on the the conduct of religion, the rituality of religion, the use of the breath through the form of the ikra or to speak or to, to declare is throughout every spiritual system in the continent and the world. Even our light-skinned cousins don't have a deity that does not have a breath function connected to man. And this is like those stupid little niggas that was at the African Street Festival all around that light-skinned nigga running around, Brother Reggie, whoever these niggas is, and these niggas is acting like they ain't know who the fuck we was. We was over there having intellectual conversation about money and children and reefer, and those um, niggas was over there talking about the earth is flat. I swear to mommy. The niggas was over there talking about all, around all them women, all them beautiful single fucking women, all these young niggas is in a huddle looking dirty and stupid, talking about the earth is flat, while these old niggas was over there facilitating that shit. While the old niggas were sitting over there facilitating that shit. And I said, yo, look at these stupid niggas while we were smoking weed, counting money, and conducting business. You understand? With the kids. You you understand? So I'm like, this is what's happening. It's the gatekeepers to the next generation. It's still the elders. I still maintain a, a, a do God. I know... I follow the mandates of my teachers, but then I have students, too. My students is off the chain. I got students that can teach right now. I have a student that wrote an entire psalm in Hebrew and made it all equate to specific numbers. I got students at Ralph Lauren who is drawing what you you niggas going to wear in three years. You heard? One of my students is the reason why they wear Jordans. You heard? I got students on, and I'm about to be on, oh, man, I'm telling you, we got students breaking the um, the conversation into the hip-hop world based off of the mandates and the precedence of the dark matter think tank. I'm an extension of the dark matter think tank conversation. I have proven proficiency in the field of my interests. Who are these other niggas that have not been vouched for and don't nobody know their proficiency? You heard who And none of them are literate. How many of them are writing books? I wish I did have an interest in Kim specifically. I would have mad books on the subject. These niggas are just talking. They're just talking. You heard? My teacher, my teacher has a book on Lulu right now. 
that that my teacher, I could call my teacher. He told me, I said, I want to have a female baby child. I think I'm going to get this lady pregnant. He told me what to do. I had a female baby child. One try. Bam. You heard? And she's mm-hmm. a genius right now. You heard? Plus, plus baby. You feel me? So come on. <laughs> Who is these other niggas and what are they contributing? These niggas is not talking about what's important. And metaphysics is a Brooklyn um, import. It's from Brooklyn. You heard? The refined mm-hmm. Dr. York is from Brooklyn. Let's not mm-hmm. niggas forget. You heard? Mm-hmm. Red Valentine's uh, gathering of the masters when they was in the mansion in Park Slope. When they had, they was in there breaking day. When they had the brother who was on Donahue talking about aliens. He was there with them. You heard? Yeah, in Brooklyn. Kings County. You heard? Jay-Z. You know what you know what you're talking about. So when I come over here, when I come over here, I find that I'm feeling like in contradistinction to an East Coast vibe, I'm still down south. So this is Bible Belt. Even though we're in L.A., my message has to be vacillated first through. I first have to teach everybody Jesus don't exist. Once niggas figure that out, then they <clears throat> they like, what, Jews? Oh, man, I, I had a bad experience with them. They live over there. So when I say, no, nigga, you is the Jew that that wrote the book, that you made it up. And they like, nah, you bugging. You serving them. I'm like, that, that, that developmental psychology is not there. But then I go and I have conversations with these young people who are progressive and about money and impressing women and driving machines that are fueled and made by the same people that make planes and shit. They are interested in why the letter A is the olive and the ox. They want to know why I think the most important number is the 30th, the 32nd number of pi is the most important number um, in the whole text. They want to know when this book is coming out. They're interested in that, not on that shit on the couch. And not on that shit uh, everybody's opportunistically want to get in front of somebody's camera with this um, this diatribe of emotionalism that's based and rooted not in any form of applicable sciences whatsoever. You can't make no babies or maintain your household with an angry nigga up there telling you some bullshit that don't got nothing to do with nothing. You're supposed to have an interest specifically in linguistics and communication. You're supposed to have an emphasis on linguistics, communication, and command of your body with prowess to make niggas do what you want them to do. Metaphysics serves the masters of those who are materially, who desire to acquire of the material world. The ancestors in Kim said you are to honor those who acquire physical things because they have done arduous things to do so. And there ain't no such thing as the word mercy. Mercy means to bend, okay? Rigor means to contract. There is no such thing as mercy in this world. You cannot give what you have not been bequested. So we, we operate with all these ecclesiastic words in our mind, and that's why these niggas are having those conversations, Blue, that are senseless, meaningless. They are meritless and have nothing to do with nothing. You heard? And I'm going to tell you something. Oh, trust me. I know. Listen, I'm not, I don't listen to no nigga that don't have no women, right? And I don't listen to no nigga that's thirsty to be in front of no camera. You heard? And if your octave, if you sound like you're trying to show people on the internet that you're tough, 
you're not aware of the century of the self and that you are a slave, how Reverend Valentine just said, to YouTube and what the the, the neural pathway of the like button is amazing. I read the literature that mm. the the boy who made the Facebook read, and I see the 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 meaning of why he uses red and blue, and why those triggers, those squares, those colors, that blue sound, all that shit mm-hmm. creates a new neural pathway. And all you niggas that ain't there have your daddy there, and all the niggas that got women issues, everything that you do can be manipulated via your visual cortex of someone using key phrases and words. So calendar is a financial term. You can use Facebook to make money by knowing the pressure centers. In the beginning of the month, niggas is jolly. What's today? Today the second, the third? Today the first. The first, nigga. Niggas going to get progressively fucking depressed. the second. Okay, oh, after the fifteenth, after the fifteenth, shit gonna get terse. You know that. <laughs> because, you yeah. know niggas get start getting niggas start getting belligerent at the end of the month. The last two three days of the month, nigga might say anything on Facebook. You heard? But so now it's tax season. <laughs> now it's tax season. So all these teacher niggas, everybody is a teacher because they about to ask the sister for the donation so she can um, help them. Build the school so he could sell a fucking incense and shit, you heard? And run off some copies of his latest essay. Get the fuck out of here, you heard? I be on Facebook wildin'. I be talking about, I talk about the shit they want to hear, but I just mix it yeah. with spiritual shit. I My talk mama about, called me yesterday, and she yeah. seen someone on Facebook saying like, she was like, I'm about to go A.A. Rashid on them. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, mommy. That's right, mommy. That's right. That's right. Because I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm not offending none of my family and my friends. They understand. It's the people who is who is there trying to find themselves within the century of the self. This is Edward Bernays, the same person who made up bacon and eggs and made up the reason why um, Sarah Lee is popular, and the women are not in the kitchen as the alchemist and the and the the true magician. The word, the one God that exists in every single pantheon of spirituality, even in, to our light skinned cousins, is the goddess Nana, who is a descendant of phonetically and um, um, functionally from uh, Lilith. So the nighttime is synonymous with the magic realm of manipulating the material function. So man rises in the morning with the sun with ideas. So we have to be humble and raise our hands and speak to the sun in the positions of it. At 12 o'clock, you're not supposed to eat lunch at 12 o'clock. That's the weakest time of the day for you. They make you drink milk when you're little in jail. They make you drink milk at 12 o'clock. You get milk in lunch. You get milk for yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They and want dinner. you weak all the time. And the dinner is the heaviest meal. They're trying to kill you when you're little. I swear to God, in the penitentiary. And people carry that shit off, and you would be in school. Your kids, we was eating the pizza. You remember the fake pizza on the Hero <laughs> Bread? You heard? And they, you remember them hot-ass, um, them shits used to be smacking. The what you call it, the grilled cheese in the plastic bag? You remember them? <laughs> 
Yeah, you yeah. pop it open, it be mad hot. You be like this, ah, the steam come out, and then you chase it with the milk, and then you go outside and play tag, right? And then don't remember yeah. nothing of what you experienced the whole day in school because your body is sitting there processing that, that inflammation. You feel me? So, you oh, know, dang. by design, by design, this information is made to upgrade and improve the quality of the lives of those who pursue the the pleasures of the world, the comforts of the world. Women, men who have long-standing relationships with women are those who should be in the forefront teaching, teaching men how to defend their household with prowess, with with communicating effectively. Let me tell you something. My you um these niggas talk about if the earth is flat, if the moor is black, if this is that. Start teaching niggas. Stop bringing your women around niggas in social settings and then complaining when your woman turned into a beast and a savage and start liking this nigga. Because you going home and you, you pillow talking, hating on the nigga anyway, so she going to like what you hate on. So so now she, and then you let her play on the Facebook. You need, You can't be my teacher and your woman all on the Facebook talking about what y'all doing in the house. She telling everybody what y'all just ate. Y'all, you try to sneak in a chili cheese fry. She done put the shit on the Facebook. You in there eating chili cheese fries. You just, you just, you just was digging up KT about the goddamn salad and all of this salad and shit. And then she blow your ass up, nigga. You, you just ate a chili cheese fry, nigga, in the kitchen. Stop fretting, you know. You, you feel me? So how, how what can you mm. teach me and your neural pathways and you looking for acceptance via the wires? You heard? I don't, I, I've been, I have been in the dungeon with the, all I needed was a slither of light from the, from the, from the window in a Bible, nigga, in a Bible. And I had, I had access to the universe and to the mystery. Uh, English New Testament is deep to me. You heard? <laughs> for real. Mm-hmm. For real. So it's about how to learn. We got to get back to how to learn, you know, and this is what we get from Dr. Blair's man, woman, child lecture is amazing because he also has a style of exhortation where he can teach you how to teach people. So he uses and he, he gives caveats. He gives uh, Reverend Valentine, his style of exhortation is in the first block of his lecture, he's doing what a real lecture is. It means read off the paper. So he has covered his scholarship there where others, they shoot from the hip and just start showing pictures from the jump. He reads the paper. Right. These papers become dissertations that includes, become doctorates, degrees. You understand what I'm saying? So, but brother yeah, Bobby Emmett, always... what does his style? His style of mm-hmm. exhortation is humor. He could tell you about Phyllis Hyman and put her in the same room with Lilith. You heard? Right. That's a valuable tool. Mm-hmm. You see? I'm glad you brought that up, brother AA, because in the midst of you know, in the midst of all of that, you have this thing in the community as well where people are beginning to let using a label called pseudo and um, they're beginning to identify the teachings of uh, Dr. Delbert Blair, Dr. Phil Valentine, Bobby Hemet, and a few other names and they're attaching this label to it. So now they're discouraging people from even getting into the information, learning about the information, 
you know. That's the uh, promise of that, but that's the promise of the information, King. We're supposed to have that, and that's the fun yeah. part about it, that tarot cards are in Vegas on the table right now conducting spirituality, shooting dice. Niggas shooting dice in the corner, they're doing spirituality. Yeah. And I like the fact that people would associate what I do to a pseudoscience because it acts as a gatekeeping mechanism. And then I have an interest area in a group of people who are more loyal because I'm about to sell a $100 book. And, nigga, they got books. They got seven, $800, 700-800-page um, books about senseless information that has not been synthesized by the mind of the metaphysician. And those books cause bread. You heard? So I'm like this. I'm, You know, that's something that I have a doctorate. My doctor was given to me by Reverend Valentine via spirit. I have been authenticated by what I feel is authentic, so I don't care about niggas. Because I was thinking about that shit today. I was like, I remember when niggas was calling niggas, when that um, whole nigga called niggas, uh, uh, what did he say he was? Ghetto scholarship. I said, man, I want to own that shit. I'll take that name and put that shit on the sweater because that's the fuck I am. I'm a ghetto scholar, nigga. Yeah. I'm a ghetto scholar, and you can't get this degree. It's bigger than the Ivy League. You heard? And I'm right. smart as fuck. That, I could go to. Is, I could go to the Ivy League. Before I die, I'm going to speak at a high-end university with no letters whatsoever, like Harold Cruz, because I know what I'm talking about, and I'm not yeah, afraid want, to read. You want to do that next month? Like what you talking about? We could get yeah. that done ASAP. Yeah, I, and I'm like That's this. Look, they, they be bringing, they bring um the, the student bodies. We got to get to the students through the via the hip hop because they the ones that bring the people in to, to speak. So I'm like this. We got to get a uh, initiative that you know how, what's his name? Uh, Nas is a man of letters because he spoke about the streets from the third person. You heard? He never said he right. was tough. He just tell you what was going on. So right. there's a value it. to our art. Yeah. No, he qualifies as a poet it. and as a yeah. As a poet, he was a there's there's He was awarded. He was yeah, he was awarded he was awarded letters because that's that's the highest form of art. You know what I'm saying? And we need we need the bread to put Reverend Valentine school yeah, it's online but he need the brick in the mortar too. You heard? The Scientology Center is beautiful. Do you see that Listen. in L.A., Paul? Tell the family about how the how L. Ron Hubbard shit look like in the thing. Tell them Man. how it look and how the people be, everybody standing outside grinning. And he's he's a baby of jet propulsion. You heard? His name was even mentioned inside the movie, the Martian movie. They was like this. L. Ron. His name is L. Ron. Yeah, because jet propulsion is how y'all even got to Mars. Because he was with Crowley doing the Babylonian work. You heard? So... We we dealing with high end spirituality, so let me see the temple. Now this is the thing, in all of the ancient literature, the people who built the temple was the community. That was the braggadocio of the king. Now all these kings have to work and toil by themselves. You heard? It's because of this this contingent of <clears throat> the crack baby and the pre crack baby. We fucking with them. You heard? They still repairing from all of that neglect and trauma. So we got to deal with that shit, you know, a bunch of uh, broken homes. That's the contingent running through the through line, running through our, our collective experience before we get to that. But I'm like this. I'm not waiting for them. 
I'm doing something. <clears throat> I'm doing something. I need the white money. You heard? So I'm. I and I did not. I didn't. I I did not write my book and dodge around the issue of my blackness. I embrace my blackness, but I'm upgrading my shit. I'm using my own art. My shit looks fly. My shit is is looking way better than the crackers book. You heard? My shit looks amazing. I spent, uh, uh, my first prints are going to be out of my handmade joints. I have, I have the paper, vellum paper that I, I paid, I spent damn near $100 on just paper for my hand ones. So I don't That's need right. letters. When I die, my books are going right. to be worth mad bread. You heard? Okay. So we got to upgrade is, our machine. This is about, at this, at this juncture, at this point in time, Dr. Valentine, are you here with us? Yes, the eldest here. Okay. At this juncture in time, it's just time to just stop for a minute, pause, look around the room, take a toll of what has been done, what has been accomplished, the legacy. We're talking about legacy, putting legacy up, knowing what hand you played, knowing what hand Dr. Valentine played, knowing what hand the pills played, you know, letting the family know that these are these are the hands. Right here, Black Dot is on the call, and I'm sure Sinetta is on the call. I'm sure Rich is on the call and other people who are the foundation, the founders, the pioneers of this modern-day conscious community. You, you feel what I'm saying? The progenitors. The, and, you know, as we lost one of our own, as he became an ancestor, as he becomes more powerful, as he becomes a star, a son, you know. So all I'm Constellation. saying is, yeah, not only does your book, AA, at all of our works, Dr. Valentine, all of his work needs to be transcribed and put in book forms and all kind of stuff with all of, you know, under underneath his foundation, not from somebody who wants to uh, uh, become a leash or a parasite, or vulture, the network coming together with this network. Our the quality is in our membership. Collectively, we have the uh, most important group of people on this planet right now. In the middle, the thing is, the conversation has to be approved uh, from the east. The light from the east has to shine brighter. You heard? Everyone goes there for a point of reference. So from distancing myself from the Medina, from the, the Medina of consciousness is the point of confluence where the energy comes out of. The, the years ago, what, kept, what maintained consciousness and made it expansive, I seen it was Rich coming to Brooklyn, Fulton Street. When Rich came to Brooklyn, Rich came with a Harlem hustle and out-hustled the Brooklyn niggas. You heard? Because of Rich in Brooklyn, I traveled and went out of the the continental United States. You heard? So uh, 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 mad stuff. People was coming from London to come mob with me, call me to come and ask me questions, paying me just to sit there with them because of Rich in them. So Rich mind of the of the of the of the new guard is pristine. Because he had, he's the young Amos Wilson. He has a reference for Amos. Then after mm-hmm. that, the spirituality of the metaphysics. <clears throat> so he knows what to sell. And, and the hustle that's not met him. 
And now Sonetta Hustle, he's the first no, person to put the, listen, he's the first person to put the DVDs on, I mean, the VCR to the DVD, the exponential growth of that. I've seen people come from the Midwest just to come buy DVDs and get back on a plane. You heard? Right. So mm-hmm. there's a value in the information from that period. Everybody's saying, yo, it's too many people selling DVDs. That was not the problem in the community. It's not that enough people bringing in, listen, it's not enough people bringing in quality information and asking the people what do y'all want to hear instead of giving them what you assume they want to hear. You have to give them what they need to hear. You heard, And what they need to hear is the doctrine of linguistics as it pertains to spirits manipulation over the circumstances surrounding their life. The white people gather around names like Tony Robbins and Ken Wilbur, the the Mitchell Gibsons. He's the brother who the white folks know and honor because he went someplace else. He's not harping and sitting in your face telling you the shit your mom and them was supposed to tell you. Niggas be selling this blackness like it's dope. I've been on, I've been conscious. You heard? This is not new to me. It's bigger than an aunt for me, a wood aunt. Niggas running around looking stupid. You heard? I ain't with that. It's in my heart. You understand? So we yeah. have to get the dialogue upgraded because this is the dialogue of the Bentley, my nigga. This metaphysics, they need metaphysics to handcraft the Bentley, not to handcraft discussions with these bum-ass niggas forever and ever and ever, and then everybody dying and broke and don't nobody got no money. I ain't with it. This conversation has to turn into the revenant. The revenant was the whole movie about Asar and his son. He avenged the death of his son in that film. The boy name was Hawk. You heard? The whole movie was metaphysics. It's an African story. Niggas complaining about ain't no niggas at the Oscars. None of you niggas made an Oscar-worthy movie. Movie. Thank you. You did not make one. So what the fuck is Yo, Jada Pickett talking about? Y'all got all that money. Give us some without, money. Without oh, metaphysics, you, went, you bought, cannot. Listen, that hoe went down there and bought $10,000 worth of crystals from the crackers in Beverly Hills. Y'all niggas sell crystals? We sell crystals, right? We sell what? She went down the street and got it from the crackers with all this fake-ass spiritual black shit. Give us some money so we can open up a, um, a, a production house. And they trying to make niggas. Now, all of a sudden, niggas who never watched the Oscars is going to be watching the Oscars with the slant of hate and not art. You heard? And they're going to miss the fact that the weekend is from Ethiopia and he's going to get an Oscar for, 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 for bedazzling the pilgrims. You heard? So art and oh, science. For she's 50 Shades. Yes, you know they have to give a movie with the number 50 in it an yeah. Oscar because it deals with serious. Anything 50 deals with new. It deals with new, something that N-U, not N-E-W, and new, N-U, dealing with the the celestial uh, 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 space where the sex goes down. Yeah? So and to have an Ethiopian singing, the only man who sings now, Right? With that falsetto, you heard that's black. Because you know they got all them other niggas. Them niggas is porch monkeys now. They done made them all make. Um, I heard one of them other, what the old niggas, they took my popping pills now. What's his name? What's this nigga? Chris Brown. They talking about he's supposed to be the next Michael Jackson. He talking about popping pills. Michael was talking about man in the mirror. 
This nigga Chris Brown talking about popping pills. What? Yeah, I'm hating on Chris. My girl talking about don't hate on Chris. Fuck that nigga Chris Brown. She like that nigga. He be dancing and jumping around and all that old stupid ass shit. Fuck Chris Brown. Look, yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm like this. We have to upgrade the conversation and look to the people who disseminate the information. So if the person who disseminate the information don't have uh, intellectual acumen or a agenda with the information, then w- w- what's going to happen to it is going to be subsidized. And then you can have a contingent of, and you know this is real, of, of malt liquor crackhead niggas having full-blown two, three-hour presentations in the streets and in cemeteries, and that shit becomes <laughs> fucking art or deep. Niggas is like this. Yo, you know we spending bread to bring Reverend Valentine, the hotels, all this, Bobby, everybody, every time one of these crackhead niggas, him and his crackhead bitch, they sitting out there in the hallway drinking malt liquor at our lectures. Remember I had to have Dana there to be like this, this crackhead nigga start yelling, escort him out the building. You heard, drag him out, him and her, him and her, right? So what happens when they point the camera at the crackheads? What happened to the information? Here come the crack babies. Oh, no, here come the crack babies. Did Johnny come lately, niggas? Nigga, 10 years after we started, we went through all that bullshit about black and moors and the moors and the blacks and the blacks and shit, and this nigga come out of nowhere with that decisive punk shit just to get on the thing, and people think and assume that, that we in that conversation. I'm not conscious. I'm not conscious. You heard? I'm exceptionally intelligent. You heard? And I'm not naive. <laughs> but don't equate me with conscious as it relates to the moral fixation of finding fault in what you know is fault-filled, the Negro experience, you heard? So how do you find excellence in it? It's the people who cater to the aesthetics and the things that drive people. I want to speak to the money makers, to the men and the women who get up and feed children and who find the time to learn, not to the people who like the large majority of people who like the crackhead science or who go there to laugh at them niggas, or to be up there like, look at this, you know, oh, look at this, oh, shit, look, these conscious niggas, I told you so. No, I already told them the first time that you're going to be disappointed if you go and you try to look for anything around me that don't have nothing to do with this science, and you find it, that means you was looking for that, and that's what you really want. You might want, you want me to do that to you, whatever you was looking for. You heard? But if you're not looking for this science, then you need to go look at the couch and go laugh at them niggas with that bullshit with them niggas pointing the shit at anybody. And we too, niggas is too thirsty in the East to get in front of the camera. Fuck out of here because there ain't no money there. Pay the people who are proficient in the field, and they're going to give you a product to monetize. And then we can close the door and put a red carpet out. And let them niggas talk the crackhead science down the street. Because them is the niggas calling us the pseudoscientists is the ones that's the crackheads thirsty to be on the street with the science. We are, we was renting out lecture halls. You heard? We renting out 
Fort Greene Senior Citizen Home, for Adelphi, uh, LIU, you heard? It upgraded to King Simon's Productions, upgraded. Sarnetta creating uh, the, 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 the debates. To me, the debates opened up and doubled the numbers. So it served a purpose in that respect from a marketing perspective, and it stimulate the people's thoughts. But what comes after that? Fill up the seats again with the information. So the wave is coming because I see it in my student body. It's not like Reverend Valentine said, it's going to skip a generation. It's not in these people posturing themselves, trying to be our peers right now. It's the young people. It's like track former. You heard Travis and them, mm-hmm. training them. You heard they the ones going to take the information and walk it into the building to get the check. These other niggas who looking up, trying to look up, uh, trying to find fault in our shit, they're going to miss the picture. You heard? So we got to keep elevating the science and improve the quality of the information that's in the front of the DVD racks because that's the information that hits on the YouTube and on the – see, that live stuff where somebody turn on the camera, somebody just saying stuff, that stuff has no permanence in time. What has permanence is literature and a body and a catalog of work that is uh, on something. That's on a merchandisable thing. Once something is on that YouTube, it can be absorbed by a natural disaster, and it's gone. You understand that? The people could come in today or tomorrow and tell us they had a fire in the building where their server is at. You heard? And it's over. All that, inter- all that intellectual property down the drain. You know what I'm saying? So cater to your crowd and upgrade and make your crowd significant so you can have some money so you can spend and buy the, the services from us. We could point the, point the camera at the people who are significant while they're still here with them. You know? Mm-hmm. Our teachers are films. You heard? Are films. I want to know about Reverend Valentine life. You heard? I want to know about Delbert's life. You heard? That's an art film for us. I pay $50, $60 to have that experience. As long as y'all got some food with it, you know, we get a plate. You feel me? We can have a gala. Now, what you think, how you think them crackers control politics? The crackers say, listen, I'm having a dinner, and I'm bringing what you call it. Leonardo DiCaprio going to be there, but the dinner costs $1,000 to come in. Or Obama will be like this. You want to come hang out with me? Come by the plate. The plate costs twenty five hundred, and it should be packed or twenty five thousand. You heard? And the place be packed because crackers know that the the meaning of the influence of that. And I don't care what nobody say about polite. He is not hard to find. I was with him the other day, and he breaks bread, and he know what the fuck he talking about, and he commands his circle of influence around his dialogue because he about what he say about you heard and i see him as an upgrade so the information can be upgraded based off of where you point your light at where's these niggas pointing their light at you heard i'm not pointing i'm not throwing money at no bum shit and expecting the shit to be a miracle at the end of it you heard <laughs> fuck out of here for real how about real. it charlie for real, for real. <laughs> For real, they using our conscious, our conscious quote unquote in quotations model, is now the new model for the industry. Kanye new song, no more uh, things in Paris, is whack. I don't like it, but he's rapping. At least he's rapping. He's back to backpack rapping. 
You heard? He's saying, yeah. he's saying, I already know what these little niggas is going to do. Everybody's going to get smart again. They pushing niggas out of the kitchen. You feel me? You understand? Yeah. Yep, they pushing the niggas kitchen. out the kitchen. They pushing yep. them out the kitchen because that shit is about to get played. You heard? That shit about to get played. Because the, uh, the boy told them to cut the prices on the coke. Exponentially, that shit is not good for the market. It sounds good on the radio, but there's a synergy in markets with drugs and music. So there's a big thing. He, they cutting coke prices down, but steady, the price of pills is going up. So now these kids is fucking with Zannies. Zanny make you forget what you do. You heard? It makes uh, you, you can write they, bars though. You can write bars. Up. People were waking up off of the Zannies with um homies. Oh, yeah, with bodies. He with ain't homies. know what happened. Yeah. Blackout. Yeah. They call it thrill killing. Yes. Like in Detroit, yes. when you hear about those carjackings, yeah, you got to watch out. Them zannies, they turn out, they turn them into killers. On you know, they they right. go on them. So now the, and the right. music is so feeding the, that. Right, and and it's feeding it. What it's feeding is this: it's feeding the industry of of sorrow because all these kids is is sad and they don't have neural pathways filled in with myths. So now the myth crafters is these young men and women who is rapping about opulence and the things of this world. And the only way you can get on that vibe, you read a black dot book, and he got all of the rhetoric and the words Mm -hmm. for us to persuasively create the dialogue to talk to the young people so they can understand their cultural practices and walk out of it still healthy. You understand? So, you know, um, I'm always an advocate of mind-altering pharmacopoeia. You're supposed to uh, deal with that. The, um, there's a nuance in the story of Noah that that details the drunken. They say when he awoken from his drunkenness and seen what his son did, the crackers had maligned and destroyed a Babylonian text and made it into some sexual fuck shit because they didn't understand Acadian placement, logo replacement for words. So the the real thing was it was a ritual, and there are many rituals where it says that you have to get high. You heard in the Bible. Yes. In the Bible, they tell you to drink. You drink blood, beer, in Africa. When you were in Africa, you would drink beer that gets you drunk with cow's blood in it because the cow comes from a word that's synonymous with the uh, <clears throat> Celestine prophecy. This is why Hathor, the version of Sekhmet, when she calms down after drinking the red ochre beer, she turns into Hathor and goes into heaven. So in the narrative, it speaks about that, but, but we don't have nobody to spiritually usher our young people through this drug epoch. Now, Raku told us about, I think it was Neptune placement distinguishes the next drug age. I think yeah. it was that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's so much to be explored, but there are things that people can really do. As a side note, if you want to get out of a real big drug, you might have to get higher than that shit gets you. You heard? Or you got to have the regressive therapy or uh, supportive people around you that'll make you walk back through an issue. So when you look at the movies like The Revenant, they have gazes in there for you to walk through stuff. You see, he gutted out. Uh, uh, he re- he was rebirthed two times in the film. He was rebirthed through the earth, mm-hmm. 
and through being smoked by fire, right? And then he was rebirthed by blood in the innards of a dead cow. You heard? He had to crack up out of that. You see? So anytime your mother have you, leave you somewhere because she got to go to work, that is an unnatural occurrence in the natural order of the universe, and it will create a seven-generation ripple of effect of yearning and longing. So now the God of everyone is this God of Eros. Everybody thinks that God is somehow the deliverer of love, when love is supposed to come from parental guidance and a lack of you not being abandoned, and a woman who concentrates on mothering and mothering only and not what the fuck you doing and a bunch of other insignificant shit, that's how you can take away. So we got to concentrate on getting money to create a space where these women and these sisters are comfortable and use the that science is. that everybody's saying they got. You heard? So everybody, you you deep. Yeah, you deep. Now, I mean, people are you feeding with this deep science. You know, because if if it's if it's a if there ain't nobody reciprocally feeding it, or you ain't got a company of real intelligent people feeding your endeavor. See, I have to say thank you to all of my students and everybody that buy them hats and shirts and shit because they wrote the book. I who have time to sit up and write a book? You know, who have time to do that in the thirty day calendar system? Well, you got to go praise the landlord on the first with tribute of currency and bread. You got to go get them for your shelter and your quarters. You got children, you got to pay their child support. You got to do a lot of shit. So who have time to write books? (laughs) You heard? That's some shit that has to be facilitated by philanthropy. So I'm I'm blessed to have something to offer, but it's from being wise and understanding game to find those people who love that you offer, not according to your character. Consciousness got to get out of characters. Niggas is just characters. You heard? Characteristics. Like, niggas put on these fakeades and they characters when cameras and shit come on. You heard? That's, you can't right. learn nothing from that. The quality people, they learn from people in the in the midst of them eating and breaking bread. And if you got something significant to say, you know it because niggas always got your bowl full. You're, so I said as a tribute and a thanks because I haven't done nothing literary in quite some time that I consider like crazy, even though my students love my Boaz Primer. They love that book. They said that shit is fire. I'm like, that's just a conversation that me and Blue and you be having. That's the shit we just be talking about on the phone. You know, you think that's something. This book is me saying thank you. So your boy got 3,400, uh, 34,000 pages. You heard 34, mm. excuse me, 34,000 words. So yeah, I'm I'm peeking at two, 200, and there ain't no pictures in it. You heard? I got the original languages is, is in there. I got the Hebrew in there. You heard? I got Arabic in there. I got word-for-word translation. You feel me? No chapters. It's a straight flow. I wrote the shit like a like a mystical midrash or explanation of text. You heard? This shit is historical. Shit is fucking amazing. And we are the access Monday of this whole shit. Let you not forget. 
You heard? We don't we don't have to apologize to nobody. No, they, they to everybody be friendly. <laughs> everybody want to be. You know, we. I I understand red. You you like everybody to be unified, but that shit is holding everybody back because these niggas don't have the intellectual acumen to accept change as it's presented from this authentic stream right here. They supposed to be pointing their light over here. You heard? Niggas is at living colors. What what hidden colors they got? Five by now. Why you ain't on none of them shit? Why we ain't on there? Niggas finding new niggas to put on that shit. That shit is crazy. <laughs> niggas is ducking them niggas like, oh nah, oh we must be the um the whole tap niggas. I ain't no whole tap nigga. But I don't need no nigga to point no camera at me. I, I, didn't get I, got, I don't need no nigga to point no camera at me. I didn't get, nigga, I got I didn't all kind of cameras over here. You heard? Yeah. Niggas, niggas, I got the camera they shot motherfucking uh, uh, Captain America with in the crib, nigga. With the GoPro. With the shit for the right. car. Put the shit on the car, all that. We about to get the, what you call it, the drone and all that. You heard? So... Yeah. We had the movie camera on Sunday. We shot our video in front of um, the brick, the brick building on uh, Flatbush. Yeah, I mean on Fulton. Doctor Valentine, yes. are you there with Doctor Valentine? I need to hear from the doc, man. Okay, somebody go and check the board. See where the doc is at. Hold on, niggas lying by the drop. Yeah. There we go. Peace, Doc. You there? Yep. Okay. I didn't even know that your call dropped. Uh, I no, wanted you to good. add on to the conversation. I, I didn't hear from you, so I went looking for you. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't want to interrupt. No, no I, I'm sorry, man. I went on a rant. I'll be having to talk that talk. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I already, look, man, it, it's only time, you know what I'm saying? I, we only get to do this every once in a while. So we one thing I know about being able to talk and express yourself, that's a freedom that I never, ever take for granted ever again. So I let my brothers get it out. I let, I let us talk. I let us speak, you know what I mean? Because I, I know that's where that passion comes from, you know. So, um yeah, it's your turn now, Doc. It's your turn to go in for about 15 minutes. <laughs> well, I don't know what to say. Um, but I want to know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. We were talking with Dr. With, uh, A.A. Rashid about the need to preserve legacy and um, the fact that we have these vast networks of brothers and sisters that are t- gifted and talented that are part of the conscious community uh, of all different schools of knowledge and thought, but they all drink from the well and they all stand on the foundation that was put together by brothers like yourself, Delbert, Bobby, you know, Azazel, Hakeem Bay, and uh, many other names. So what will what be your message to the brothers and sisters that are out there that want to, you know, creatively contribute or, you know, um, creatively uh, collaborate or merge with what it is that you're doing to preserve your legacy, to upgrade and do things such like, because I do get people to ask me questions, you know, so would you take that moment to address that? 
No, I'm, I, it's interesting because I have maybe 250 tapes. Um, Bobby has more than I do, and uh, that's been split up into half, and they're all over the planet, and they even have stuff that I'm sitting in archives that's being held for me that I haven't even transferred to um, DVD yet. And I don't know what else to say, <laughs> essentially, because... Uh, it comes to a point where you have to retreat and do something, as Brother A said, substantial, so that there is the, the words have uh, distance. The words have uh, no uh, your words in a book, for instance, don't have any time stamp on them. You know, they they're going to succeed you. And if your teachings are sound, they're going to make a difference. And you've made a difference in the Akasha. You've made a difference in someone's life. You've touched death's immortality. And they have a saying in the academic world, publish or perish. That's, you know, using your intellect in order to make sure that you can have something when you're old and can take care of yourself. <clears throat> But um, I really, in what I'm thinking and what I'm doing, is I tell people, don't close your mind to anything that's being introduced today. I don't say uh, to, you know, completely open up and just become a whore to everything filling up inside of you, your head. But the filters that we put up for discernment sometimes become calcified where they used to be porous. And when knowledge is being filtered in as inspiration and something has been given to us to ponder over, I always say make sure that your lens is cleaned of the last investigative analysis because you can become polluted by what you think you knew for over 10 years. And then after 10 years, a true master, a true master remains a student and never closes his or her mind to anything that's being said by the young. Because the young have another view of the world that you may not have seen and that if something doesn't sound correct to you, it's not for you to deny it, not for you to say no to it or you're not it's for the wise to just sit and listen to it, to find the wisdom in it. I found the wisdom in a homeless man sitting on the street talking to himself. He was speaking some serious sciences inside of his babblings. And I didn't know that until I had to be there standing next to him waiting for a bus. But I was listening, and then the more I began to listen, the more that he began to connect dots to me. And, of course, it just sounded like a babble because I was not actually focusing my attention. So I would say to the brothers and sisters out there who are agitated and angry and are using the platforms created by our elders and the ones that we help to keep maintained, uh, we don't need to fight one another. You know, you get older, you begin to find out the uselessness and the futility of us going up against one another. And I think that 
in our youth and our angst, we tend to want to flex. And especially when you've got knowledge and you have an intelligence, you want to flex. And it's good to flex sometimes so that you can be the alpha and to take the lead. But understand that sometimes you got to sit back for a moment, let your woman scratch your head and rub your brow for you a minute, calm you down, and get that mother wit in you. Because all that yang is going to make you start feeling that there's nothing else for you to understand and understand. So find the yin side in yourself and find the yang side in yourself and find that balance in between there. Come to a place of peace within you because all the knowledge in the world don't mean a goddamn thing if you don't have the peace that's supposed to come with that knowledge. If you're not, if you're not, you know, if you're not energized by what you're doing and you're just using you as a drug and it's become your drug, it's not, you know, I, I took myself off of the, uh, the lecture circuit because you know, thanks to technology, I don't like to be talking too much anymore. But I took it off because I could have kept on. And I'm being invited every other week to speak. But I'm turning it down. Uh, and also my honorarium is much more oppressive uh, than some people can actually deal with. And I'm keeping it that way. That's pretty much my excuse for not having to go out and talk anymore. But I, I want to do something more substantive. As Brother A was speaking about, what do we put into foundation? What do we put into the ground? What is it that we can leave as an edifice to the works that we've done? Um, if we were walking minds, and minds are supposed to, uh, 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 to liberate the minds of the future, the minds that we've, um, we've opened up today, then there has to be something, an edifice, a beacon, something that they can actually refer to. And that's what my next task is. I will leave you all with this. We all know there's a great change coming. And there are people more expert than myself, or at least my memory itself serving me will give as much information as necessary that there is a great change coming. Uh, the signs of the time that I've been looking at, I've just been made a... Um, and I, and I know most of the family wouldn't know what this is about, but I've just been made an indexed ambassador of the world court. And most people wouldn't know what that means as a representative of the Bathsheba Trust. And I have certain duties that are going to be handed to me. The entire system is coming down. I predicted last year in the summer that the oil the gas prices would go down to 150 and, of course, everybody didn't believe that. Um, I'm also predicting that the ships are not going to be bringing any food uh, because there's no money. There's no actual uh, people in their banks are going to start seeing things happening in their banks and to their bank accounts. Uh, this whole charade about the presidential campaign don't mean a goddamn thing. There's nothing but a clown in the circus. The United mm -hmm. States government has been handed over to a tribunal. Um the uh, Obama just signed over the entire Congress. Um, the money is that you're going to be dealing with. Uh, the yuan is going to be the central dollar for the world temporarily. The BRICS system has been kicking in, has kicked in. Um, there are going to be uh, what we call um, disclosures. We already said this 10 years ago, 20 years ago. 
that they're going to be disclosures that the people are going to source. They're going to be people faking it first, and then we're going to see that uh, there are entities coming from other planes of existence, and they're visiting every now and then. It sounds crazy, but it's not. And that's why I'm saying everybody and brothers and sisters that your ancestors are coming back, but they're not coming back in the way that you think they're going to be coming back. Um, the entire planet or plane of existence that we're on at this time is going to um, is going to feel a quickening. And there are a few people that don't want to let go. There are a few people that who are here, who have been here for tens of thousands of years manipulating and getting their sense of self by inhabiting and actually uh, terraforming the human condition, which had a whole other consciousness path to follow. It has been interrupted by those who interpolated themselves into our existence, and now they've been told to clear out. And you're going to start seeing an enlightenment period uh, that is going to zoom us forward, but not before a catharsis not before a catharsis. And uh, a lot of our brothers, like Dr. Blair and uh, our great mother, Frances Cress, are going forward to prepare that time. That's what they speak about in the Bible, going forward to prepare a place. Yeah, they are the ones that are going to be coming back, and they are uh, strengthening our space uh, and time. Uh, so just... Just be prepared, family, uh, because this great change that's happening is going to happen monetarily. Uh, they may sneak it in. They may not. You may see the soldiers in your streets. Uh, you may see small uh, indications of uh, troop carrier trucks in your neighborhood. Don't be alarmed. Um, there are things that are getting ready to happen that are going to start blowing the minds of the people, and of course, everybody's going to start rushing to you for explanations. They're going to start going to the pizzas, you know, what does this mean? What does this mean? What's happening? Well, all the answers are out there. Between Bobby, myself, and Delbert, we've been telling everybody what's going on. If you want to know what's going on, go back in the archives. If you want what's going on, go back and review the tapes that Red and Blue are talking about. That have been uh, talking. Go back and look at what it is that uh, AA and, and Brother Black Dot and and even what King Simon has been doing uh, to keep this particular energy generating. I don't know if I'm saying anything that people want to hear, whether or not it's actually getting through, but I will tell you this, I'm available. My school is open. We get very deep in, uh, into uh, how to raise your, uh, your level, what they call your intellectual index or your consciousness index, and to prepare you for what's to come to prepare you mentally and psycho-spiritually for what's to come. If you're ready and you really are interested, our next class, our next semester begins on the 19th of March, and which is a one. Uh, it um, We begin, our classes are held on the first and third Saturdays throughout the three-month period of the semester. We are presently now taking applications. If you are interested and you really want this to happen for yourself, you want to enlarge your uh, intellectual index and just give us a call at uh, 800-847-1291. 800-847-1291. And that also goes 
for if you wish to deal with the juice plus, which is a consignment that we may need to deal with overseas, as well as um, vaccination exemption. Yes, and indeed. Please give them the website as well, website information. That's um, this, the shortcut to the website is UKSNOW.org. UKSNOW.org. And I'm hoping that I don't sound like I'm rambling. I haven't slept in a couple of days because I'm I'm putting work into my book, Wounded Womb, which was um, going to have at least 1,500 pages. So as far I'm at the Wounded Womb, the Cosmic Codex. Uh, Cosmic yeah. Codex is book for that. one. Yes. And that's, Do we have an expected arrival date for that? No, because I had to be um, I had to change the course of it. Uh, okay. Let me just quick, quickly say this, gentlemen, if I may. Um, yes. The first three chapters are going to deal with racism as um, a meme, a viral meme that was created, and all of the people who actually nurtured it, incubated it and created it into a uh, a weapon. Uh, and it's and it's import, it's recognizable imports, and all the things <laughs> that are not recognized by it. The first three chapters of the book, which is going to take up about two or 300 pages, is going to be based on all the purveyors, all the ways, and all the means, and all the places on this planet that racism has affected, and why it's affected each and every uh, one the way it has as an energy, and we cannot move forward with Europeans believing that everything that they're seeing, feeling, and, 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 and participating in based upon whatever karmic signatures that have resulted in this is somehow what we're going to bring into that future. We have to have them look at this, and racism cannot or cannot any longer be dealt with through just us as a people reacting to it. If these caucasoids who are there in the places where racism is an actual matter-of-fact reality, do not shift it around. They're not going to be able to participate in that space that's being created. They will not. And the first part of Cosmic Codex is going to show exactly how it works from microbial level all the way up to the physical level and and, and, and the societal level. And once I have done that particular mining of that information in the first three chapters, then I'm going to get into the deeper metaphysics, all that is relatable in, in the stack and the mountain of yellow pad that I've made over the last 40 years. Well, indeed. So we should just be looking out for it. When it's ready, it will be ready. And like I said, it's going to go over uh, the amount of pages. Uh, Wounded Womb was uh, a 1,000 pages. I broke it down to 700. Uh, but... At this point, I have too much to actually leave to our children. And for those who have the ability and the stamina to be able to read the book, because I'm going to make sure that you have to have a dictionary next to you so you can understand how language is used and how it is they hide it. Um, I'm going to have, I'm going to make sure that whoever it is that tackles this are tackling this because they have been prepared to deal with the heavy weights. Uh, that comes with uh, what we have to uh, impart for the future. I'm not holding it back and giving no, you know, Mickey D hamburger quick fix lunch 
that you can read through to a couple of maybe one or two, ten, twenty, hundred pages, and then you got your you got your meal for the day. No, this is something that's going to have to get you to sit down, and it's going to be a book that stays stationary, and it's going to make sure that you read it. You can carry it with you in your back sack if you want to, but it's not going to be something you're going to be carrying around. No, this is going to be stayed. It's going to be set in stone, so to speak, not on anything. Like I said. I said 10, 15, 20 years ago, once you all deal with these computers, you put all your books on computers. As he said, they pull that plug, they hit you with um, with an EM burst, what the hell are you going to do? Huh. You're not going to do a damn thing. You're just going to have to find that damn book or the people who have the books. So I say hold on to your books. Hold on to the words, the dead letter words, because they that. have hidden within them the knowledge that you need to awaken that first eye. Dr. Valentine, I think we got a special guest in the building. Uh, now that we're talking about authors, we have a world-renowned literary genius. Brother Black Dot, are you in the building? Peace. Mm-hmm. Black Dot is in the building. Black Dot is in the building. <laughs> Peace, teacher. Hotep King, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I've just been sitting back uh, listening and, and taking in all the information from, uh, you know, those who have taught me so much. Uh, and uh, just wanted to chime in and, and, and pay respects to Delbert Blair and all that he's contributed and, uh, you know, reflecting on uh, the contributions that uh, you guys have made. Uh, and uh, I never want to take that for granted. And, you know, AA had me uh, reminiscing on the time when we would sit in these lectures for six, seven, and eight hours uh, and, and, and these youth are not trained in that capacity mm-hmm. because the YouTube era has uh, put them in a quickening so much that 10 minutes is all they have. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so when I hold my head high when I speak of uh, uh, VHS tapes and, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you going five hours and you didn't even really get to the cusp of what you were saying. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, so I uh, just wanted to pay homage and recognize uh, the work of A.A. Rashid, because I know his book is going to be uh, a masterful and continue to work. And I, mm-hmm. I do not show up to any of these events uh, that they do now just because when, I, I'm spoiled. And when, when you when you learn and you sit at the feet of the masters, uh, nothing, everything else is, is pale in comparison. And no disrespect to some of the young brothers who are trying to uh, make a name for themselves and all of that, but... I, that I can't do, so I would rather just withdraw my energy from it, stay in my quiet spaces you spoke of. And I wanted to make mention that I'm also writing a new book called, um, uh, it's called, uh, As I Was Taught by the Elders, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That's the, uh, you know, I always mm-hmm. open up some of my Facebook pieces when I hear uh, these white people uh, with so-called groundbreaking information, and I say, wait a minute, I was taught that by the elders. So the book I'm writing is as taught to me by the elders will be about my just general conversations that I've had with you, Delbert Blair, Bobby, uh, 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 Di Bernardo, Sister Bird, mm-hmm. and it, it's going to be my way to pay homage and tribute to you, mm-hmm. the elders, and also uh, A.A. Rashid and Blue and mm-hmm. the ones I consider uh, uh, the new elders or the ones who sat in class mm-hmm. with me that I know was doing their homework, it's going to be a just a tribute, to, a way to pay homage 
in conversation all that I've learned from you guys, and I hope that you guys will appreciate it when that offering is ready. Oh, big time. I'll, I'll be Jeez, definitely looking out for that. And I, and, I, and I applaud the fact that brothers like yourselves, and I'm, like I'm saying, you too, Red and Blue, you all need to actually definitely write. Writing is a way that you hear yourself conversing with your higher self. Indeed, I'm, like I'm writing. See. I got three. I got three books I'm writing simultaneously, yeah. so it's coming. Yeah. And like that, no. Yeah, we use the writing and we put it in the music. So we got about three books worth of music that we've been not secretly, but you know, in the unseen realm, putting together for the past four years. And that offering mm-hmm. is coming. We are documenting our 10-year experience in New York City because what I learned, what I learned with the incident that uh, occurred the end of uh, 2015, and the minute the new year started and then uh, right after the the, uh, month of January ended with Dr. Delbert Blair is that it's about preserving one's legacy and you being the one that tells the story of your legacy to preserve it. This yes. platform that we have now, A. Rashid, uh, Dr. Phil Valentine, Sarnetta, if you're on the phone or if you hear this, uh, Brother Rich, the legend, um, and the other brothers who are the new media, the, 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 the ones who are reaching millions, it is, it is imperative that they allow us to get on those platforms that we help build. Each one of us have all play parts in building all of these platforms that exist. We are the the master masons who have resurrected a temple, who have resurrected a sacred space. Uh, um, Dr. Valentine being the one, the the architect, you know what I mean, the one who was responsible for writing that code. Indeed, um, indeed. Yeah, you know, and, and that's very, very, very important. You know what I'm saying? That is very important. Yeah, so, but with all that being said, I'm writing books, though. The album oh, is already done. Yeah, I'm writing yes, books. No, indeed. Books, but documentaries as well. Film, like mm-hmm. AARC said, film. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Valentine, when I was looking at you in the um, Hidden Colors trailer, Hidden Colors 4, you've been in every single one for that matter, right? Indeed, I was invited. I was the first ones invited. Exactly. So powered by the doc, the good doctor. But those those people who have watched Hidden Colors, they have no idea about the three hundred other lectures that you have done. <laughs> they are not. They are not aware of the body of work. They are not aware of the prophecies of Dr. Phil Valentine. They are not aware of the humble beginnings. They are not aware of the connection between red and blue and A.A. Rashid and Dr. Valentine. They're not, they're not aware that you are Brooklyn metaphysics, you know what I'm saying, master teacher, and that the part that you played in this thing, because a lot of people were introduced to consciousness, guess where? Through hidden colors or through a Google search or through um, a uh, a word through of YouTube. mouth, yeah. or through YouTube, or through Facebook. So their entry point level is like coming into a movie, a, a three-hour epic, two and a half hours into the movie, 
and you see the characters on the screen, but you have no idea how these characters got here. The other day I was sitting back thinking, I said, wait a minute, all I can remember is just me and Sarnetto on, on 125th Street. There wasn't nothing going on until I got there. And then everything that I see is an extension of the conversations and the interactions between me and that brother. You see what I'm saying? Because, it, it, and, 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 you know, all of us as well, but the, the, the amount of teachers that have come after that, the people that we've been introduced to, this new platform that has been created, the millions of people who are now paying attention to consciousness, but they don't know the story of how it started. They don't know who are the ground, you know, the people who lay down the groundwork. They don't know that. They're not aware of it. Yeah. And legacy is important. So we yeah. have to ha- say yeah. it again. My mother has commissioned me in this month of February this misnomer Black History Month, she said, be the voice for the voiceless. Talk about the unsung heroes. Speak about the people who, unfortunately, don't get to mention because they just want to usher that one person into the spotlight. You know what I'm saying? So Mm. I'm working on that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Anybody that's familiar with the network, you're going to see some powerful uh, postings that I'm about to put together. You know, speaking to that in particular, and um, our brother Dr. Umar Johnson will be here next Tuesday, and yeah. um, he does a wonderful job when he speaks about his lineage. He's inclusive of everyone. You know, he he goes all the way back generationally wise, and I think that we need more of that. You know, what led to this person's greatness when Dr. Phil Valentine did that introductory video with Saadetta when he had to set the record straight. We learned about his family lineage. You know, we actually got to know him as a person, you know what I'm saying, as opposed to just a teacher, somebody that's at the podium. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, I, I met, we, we most of us met Delba Blair's son. We met people from his family, you know what I'm saying? We felt as if we were part of Dr. Delba Blair uh, invited me to his home, just like what the brother A.A. A. Rashid said, made me a smoothie. Gave me a piece of cake, you know what I'm saying, before he took me on a tour through the facilities, man. So we, you know, we have different experiences, and experiences are important. And there's a lot of young people that are coming into consciousness, and they want to have some of these unique experiences as well. You know, unfortunately, because of this YouTube situation, they look at us like, quote, unquote, celebrities. That's a weird thing, but I understand it, you know what I'm saying? Whereas when we came through, Earlier, we you know, we had to sit at the feet of the masses. It was a more of an intimate relationship based on our proximity and the fact that you were spending eight hours physically in a room with these people, seeing their mannerisms. And I said, when I wrote this uh, eulogy online for Dr. Delbert Blair, teaching is not, you know, only comprised of what's coming out of your mouth. It's your body language. It's your mannerisms. You know what I'm saying? It's your relativity to your student, you know, a true student should know that their teacher is also always learning as well. The humility that comes with that position and that station of being able to influence, change, and instruct somebody's life. You know what I'm saying? So these are very delicate stations, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, for a male teacher, that, that person should feel like your brother, father, uncle, cousin, you know what I'm saying? For the female, 
You know what I'm saying? It's the, it's the, it's the grand matriarch, your auntie, your sister. Your, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and this is the true marker of somebody that's teaching from the heart that's really part of your universal family. All right? So we just wanted to just point these things out to really explain to people where this thing came from. This thing is totally been built in love, you know, nothing irrespective of that. So regardless of what you see out here these days on the YouTubes and stuff like that, that's not where this thing came from. That's not the foundation that this community was built upon. I say. Indeed. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing this. And the thing is, uh, again, we're not going to be we are not going to be accepted by everyone. And uh, you know me, I used to come out with the sword, like uh, uh, the brother used to say, come to take heads. Um, yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I did my, my warrior stint at the time because I came out angry. I was not angry at my people. I was not angry at the, you know, that at any one individual. I was angry at situations. I did a thing called Death March where I broke down and spoke about and did an in-depth um, analysis and research on what really happened in Katrina. And yes. you know, it, it, most people don't know that in that, and those two uh, were hidden, all of what was actually happening and the actual forbearing of things to come uh, when it comes to the march of people's wholesale from their land taken out who never are returned and so forth. But uh, there are things that have been uh, given to us by our elders that because we have kind of glommed on to certain information, we feel comfortable with that certain information. If we go back to their information, and I sit down and I listen to Dr. Clark, Dr. Van Sertema, I listen to GM James, I listen to uh, all of my elders, Dr. Ben. There's something that I hear that I thought I knew that is so fundamental to what my ignorance was actually keeping me from, that review, reverse, re- going back and looking at them, even though they've passed on and ascended, going back and looking at their living uh, images or listening to their voices. It does something differently. It starts you from ground. It reboots you. And all the information after you've been rebooted with that simple thing that they've offered you, everything comes flooding in, but then it fits into a whole other pattern that gives you a whole other awareness and feeling to yourself. So, I, you know, I recommend reading the books but also listening, closing your eyes and just listening to the elders back when tapes and, and you know, cassette tapes were were in were in vogue at that time. And just listen to the elders, read the books, uh, write books, and, and, and get back into that part of our um uh, of our of our activities, our intellectual activities that actually bridged the colossum and had the left and right brain in sync because we are not dealing in Ma'at. That's what Ma'at was about. The wings are dealing with a part of your brain that looks like the wings. That's the mut, the mother energy, the wings. That's what they talked about in uh, in, in Psalms when he spoke about being under the wings and the protection of uh, my, my God has wings. 
He's talking about a part of the brain, cerebrum, that is that's shaped like the wings. And so essentially what we have to do now as a collective and what you're looking at and what you're listening to is to reboot every now and then. Go back to things that are simple, especially in the teachings. Start at ground zero like I do. When I start writing, I start at ground zero. I listen to Dr. Ben. I listen to Dr. Clark. I listen to uh, some of Bobby's tapes. I listen to some of Delbert's tapes. And I start feeling that good feeling again of what it is when the teaching was, you know, the, it was right in your face, you know, it made you feel good. It was, and now I take that now and I put that in books so that I can get the next generation excited and angry. You see what I'm saying? Because the books weren't shouting at me. They weren't screaming at me. My whole mind was screaming at the information that was piling into it. And so that's how it had to come back out. So I want to be able to lay down. This is what you're doing too, Brother Black Dot. This is what you're doing, A. You're putting down words so that it's going to excite somebody and it's going to get them into warrior mode. You're going to get them into feeling good. You're going to get them agitated with your words. Get them excited about reading and feeling what those words can do to help them change their lives. And that's what it is I'm doing. I have, but the only way you can do that is to go into a quiet space. You can't agitate, be agitated and write. You have to be in a calm space. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to use the yin to their yang so that you can instigate their yang and to create teachers. And that's what we do in our schools. The first thing we say is I'm not just there to teach students. I'm there to teach teachers. And that's what our school is about. And that's what you are doing. And that's what I applaud you all. And that's why I am proud of the works that you all are doing. And, of course, you're going to get people that are going to be against you. I have people against me. And I don't. I am not angry with people who are against what I'm saying and doing. They think, you know, somebody did a great long, and I read it, a long thing breaking down all of the things that I said in, um, I forgot the name of the lecture I did. I think it was Vampires of Consciousness. I think it was somebody from the Hebrew Israelite community went down and broke everything down from that uh, 12 to 15 uh a part thing, and I applauded that person for doing what they think that they needed to do with that. But I didn't do anything uh, outside of the analysis uh, that was not true to what it is that was given to me to um, to break down and to analyze. I said what exactly it was, and I showed them all the duplicities that went into that, or at least the ones who took that dead letter word and tried to get everybody to believe that that's what the word meant. So whatever it is that faithists and so forth are going to come at you with, that's what you're going to have to deal with as far as information is concerned. As far as now your economy and your business, that's something you're going to have to handle. Uh, I say to all the brothers and sisters out there who got business that they're dealing with, make sure that their business is integrous. That's why we've been able to last so long is because what we are offering the people and what we know the people are paying for, they're going to get. So make sure that when you write, your books, your books have that integrity. So when you place a price on it, that that price is true and it's and it's from the heart, and you know that it's worth it. That's why when I when I did the, my pricings of my book, it's based upon the intellect and the time that went into actually making that book what it is. So if you're going to price your work in this market, and everybody should say, well, if you sold what you call, you're supposed to be putting it out there free to raise your people. I believe that bullshit. We're in a whole other kind of mentality. 
these people would spend 150 to $200 on a pair of goddamn sneakers. If they can do that, they can come up with something that's going to last them a lifetime. Instead of over six months, they're going to change up. So essentially, don't have nobody bitching and moaning about the prices, but, 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 have integrity in whatever works that you're doing. Stay to your word, stay true to it, and make sure that whatever you say you're going to do, you do. Do not hedge on anything. When you're wrong and you're wrong, you say you're wrong. You admit you're wrong, go forward and take it up from there. But this is what I'm saying to you as an old head who's gone through it all. This is exactly what is necessary. Integrity, morality, ethics. And you come to every deal that you're dealing with with what I say. I come before you with clean hands. If there is anything that I do not know of or I'm not aware of, that you are either holding back from me, it will show itself based on the fact that I come to you with clean hands and an innocent heart. And that's how I'm going to do all my business. That's how I've always done my business. If I have found fault in some of the things I've done, I've corrected it so I can make it better to serve. Because that legacy you leave, that legacy you leave, brothers and sisters, that's the legacy that's going to be picked up. That's the torch that's going to be picked up by the next generation. Thanks. Facts. Facts. So we get to some callers. We got hands up. Yes. All right. Dr. Dr. Valentine, could we take a few callers? Uh indeed. I'm 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 an old man here and Yes, uh, yes indeed. We'll take a few so I don't nod off on you guys. <laughs> you got it, brother. Come on, Red, let's go. Oh, All right. <laughs> yeah, in the meantime, in between time, family, if you want to call in, 347 Six three seven, two one three five. Please continue. Say the number again. Three four seven family six three seven, twenty one thirty five. Peace. Call up on the two five three three seven. Peace. Peace, peace. How y'all? This fellow doing this. Your brother heard. You know, uh, reaching out from Bama. How y'all right. doing? Uh, to family. Uh, Phil, Phil Valentine. Uh, brother A. Rashid Black Dot. And uh, and a blue pill, and anybody else that I might have missed. Peace, baby. I, I guess I guess I should have wrote all this down, man. Like I I gotta ask y'all, man, if you don't mind, could y'all please do a segment where we could just go in? I mean, I we, we get a fundraiser up or something, just to ask these brothers some questions, cause, man. I I didn't think y'all was gonna have it jumping this heavy tonight, man. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know, when it comes down to the rest, I, I got to truly say A. a. Rashid and Dr. Phil Valentine, along with the red, blue pill, and K. Dot, all five of y'all the best. You did, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I uh, got a pleasure with meeting with the uh, twins, uh, uh, A. A. and uh, Dr. Phil Valentine, K. Dot, and, uh, and the A. When they came over there, man, I said, ain't, ain't no way on earth, in hell, out of space, wherever, I wasn't going to come out. And um, it kind of surprised me because I didn't know that they was there, you know. Um, the brothers, you know, they, they advertised a little bit, but they didn't do an extraordinary job on it because uh, they didn't give it over, you know, to the ones that could really get it out there the way they needed to. But 
like I said, I, I got it in, in uh, due time, and uh, and um, and I felt honored, man, just to meet such such giants. You know, like I, you know, I, I man, like I said, it's still like a dream to me. But like I was telling Red, you know, in in blue, man, it's like the things that I had envisioned as a child, even before I was a teenager, you know, it came into play when I met Red and Blue. You know what I mean? So I appreciate them allowing, uh, you know, the spiritual aspect, you know, the metaphysical aspect of what you all teach to be brought out on a platform. And, uh, uh, hey, Rashid, I'm looking for a compilation, man. You, the pills and uh, uh, Minister Inky, man, because y'all – Y'all, I'm going to tell y'all something. Uh, I mean, I don't know who will win, but when I heard all of y'all spit, hands down, y'all were my favorite artists out of out of NY. You know what I'm saying? Um, no disrespect to you, uh, Brother uh, Black Dot, but I ain't going to front. They suppress your music from the South, so I got to get with the the the, uh, the pills and get your uh, compilation, my brother, or either you get with Sadnetta or either Brother Rich and, uh, and uh, put your stuff out because, honestly, you know, um, they kind of suppress your stuff, you know, so I don't know if it was uh, career sabotage purposely because you didn't really buy all the way in or what, but they just never really allowed a lot, you know, a lot of the influences to come down here. So, you know, and um, so, man, I just want to say that I, you know, appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to, you have any you know, questions yield my for time the, uh, back. For any of the guests? You know, well, you know what? I, oh, man, is, is A.A. Rashid still on the phone? Or is he? Or, or did he dip dip out? Hey, uh, you there? Uh, he he probably gone because he he would have had chimed in if he. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to say ask uh, to the brother Black Dot. Um, can he get you know some stuff to you all and uh, see about getting that out? And uh, to Doctor uh, Phil Valentine, I just wanted to ask him, what do you do when everything you always. Um, had released out, whether it be in your friend's life or your uh, children's life or your, you know, like your, you know, your esteemed associates, you know, what do you, I mean, what what side of the metaphysics or, or how would you classify that? Because it seemed like, I mean, all my life I've always, you know, spoke out or if I ever dream something, whenever I, you know, I have to either, you know, speak out against it if it's negative to, to stop it or, I mean, um, and I mean, I just kind of really want to know, like, like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I kid you not, every, I mean, it could be a career or whatever, you know. I mean, I, I have spoke people, I mean, just, I mean, whatever they desired. And, and if I got a hold to it and was able to grasp a hold to it and, and speak out on it, you know, everybody that ever came in contact with me have always prospered. And, and I, and I, and I want to know, what is that? I mean, you know, can you, is there any type of, um, words that you possibly could i mean because i know i got the gift you know what i'm saying but i just never been able to 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 put a grasp on it to kind of put it in the words you know what i mean and uh well, i don't want to be indelicate brother but it seems that you talk too much to yourself <laughs> okay okay Okay. Well, you know, yeah, you I, 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 I know what you mean. I, think, I know what you mean. Yeah, you overanalyze. Mm-hmm. I think you overanalyze situations. Mm-hmm. If you have an ability mm-hmm. to see things that other people don't and you can help them in their way, it seems mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you overanalyze yourself and you don't use the same simplistic logic necessary to solve your own problem. 
What you need to do is to actually see what it is that you're doing to awaken others, what mind and mode your mind is in when you are doing this and you are helping others, and then template that and then look at what it is that you 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 tend to do that that's in your own way. And that's an analysis mm-hmm. that we help people at our university to go through. They begin to analyze their thoughts because, again, uh, the, the, in just it, you have so much to say. I could imagine how much is in your mind that you're trying to actually <laughs> stop. It, you know, I can understand, and I feel you, bro. I do. There's no denigration yeah. involved in this. I know you're feeling it. Oh, no, non-taking, non-taking. Mm-hmm. And so what I would suggest is that 